0: The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. This is Scorpio Sky, and you are listening to the Keeping It Strong Style Podcast, and it is the best. And let them have it because this is just an intro. Keeping it strong style, six stars from the get-go, boy. Yeah, from Tampa Bay to the Tokyo Dome. This is Keeping It Strong Style with your hosts, Jeremy Donovan and the Young Boy Joshua Smith. And thank you for listening. Welcome to Keeping It Strong Style, the ace of podcasts on the social suplex podcast network. Jeremy Donovan here, joined by the young boy Josh Smith. On today's show, we'll be reviewing the 47th anniversary show and the first round of the New Japan Cup As well as covering all the latest news in the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling You can support our show by subscribing to the Social Suplex Podcast Network On the podcast app of your choice and leaving a rating and review You can also get all the podcasts and columns over at socialsuplex.com if you go to socialsuplex.com slash subscribe, you can sign up to get all the podcasts and columns delivered directly to your email inbox. This episode of Keeping It Strong Style is brought to you by powerslam.tv. Powerslam TV is an independent streaming service with over 4,000 hours of wrestling from companies across the world. Also, check out our Pro Wrestling Tees store at prowrestlingtees.com slash to get your official keeping it strong style t-shirt. And don't forget April 7th in New York. Suplex Mania will be happening at the original Hooters across the street from Madison Square Garden. Come out and join us for a live podcast and a WrestleMania watch party. Looking forward to that, man. So how you doing, young boy?
1: Bro, I'm exhausted. I'm overwhelmed. I'm overcome by the new japan cup it feels like the g1 i wasn't ready for it man i wasn't ready (laughs) you know june like june july shows up and you got dominion coming up and you're like okay like i'm getting ready for g1 season you kind of get like your 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 mindset right you know what i'm saying but then all of a sudden i was like well there hasn't been any new japan in a few weeks i wonder what's happening this week and then it's like the eighth, the ninth, the tenth, the eleventh. Oh, and we're gonna throw an anniversary show in the middle of the week. By the way, and you're like, what? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm tired, but it's been good. It's been really good. Um, yeah, I've, I've liked, I've, I've loved it so far. I'm just, uh, I wasn't expecting this, man.
0: Yeah, man. This, yeah, this, this weekend was a rough schedule, man. Yeah. Keeping up with all those shows was rough, but. Got it done, but yeah man, there's an overload of New Japan Pro Wrestling Which is always a good thing, and we have a lot to cover today Um, So let's kick this thing off, man Uh, The 47th anniversary show was our first show that happened uh, last week, Wednesday
1: Before, Before we move on, I'd like everybody to be made aware This past week, me and Jeremy Donovan We were on a little game show called uh, the Ricky and Clive, what is it called, the Quiz Time? The Ricky and Clive uh, Quiz Invitational The Quiz Invitational And uh, I'm just going to say, you guys might want to check that out It's right here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network And um, to say that this was Okada Omega levels of competition would be selling it a little bit short. Yeah, it, this it, was an eight star match, the yeah, first ever eight star match in history.
0: Yeah, it was. It was. It was a epic battle, <laughs> eight star <laughs> brawl of the minds. So yeah, definitely go out, uh, go back and check that out in the archives on the podcast network. Uh, so yeah, uh, we had, we had a, quest, uh, um, a statement here from Muzza about the quiz, but oh really? Yeah, I won't, I won't spoil the, the results of the quiz for for you guys. So go back. Listen to the quiz and then look back at Muzzle's comments on the question thread in Reddit. Uh, But yeah, so
1: why don't you want to read it out loud?
0: Well, you want me to spoil spoil the results?
1: Maybe next week. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe next week.
0: I want, I want you know, people to go and listen to Ricky and Clive and listen listen to the show.
1: Give our boys a little taste.
0: Yeah. Uh, So yeah, let's let's get on this 47th anniversary show.
1: Um, So yeah, this happened last Wednesday. Uh, so I know we always say this, but it does feel like this happened a long time ago, it, it, bro. It does. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe that this
0: was last week.
1: Yeah, so much has happened since then. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: So the, the, this show opened up. We had uh, Togi Makabe, Toriano, Ayato Yoshida, Shota Umino, and Ren Narita taking on the Bull Club team of Bad Luck Fale, Tamatanga, Tangaloa, Chase Owens, and Hikaleo. And, you know, this was a solid opener here with uh, Bullet, Bullet, uh, excuse me, Bullet Club dominating the match. Um, Young Lions trying to get their fire in. But um, in the end, Chase Owens hits the package pile driver on Yoshida and gets the win for the Bullet Club.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, it was it was kind of nice seeing Hickaleo make his return and kind of get his feet wet for the first time in a while. Um, obviously it's always fun to see the Young Lions and the the dads kind of team up and that sort of thing. But I think that a lot of this had to do more so – I mean, the, the story of this match was just reestablishing uh, the bull Club as, as like a cohesive unit when it comes to these multi-men matches. And that's exactly what we saw here. I mean, I wouldn't go as far to say it was a squash, but it was definitely a dominant display by Fale, G.O.D., Owens, and Hickaleo. And, I mean, they're a formidable group.
0: Yeah, I mean they're definitely, you know, a lot of there's a lot of questions, you know, what's happening with the bull club with the elite leaving. Well, the plans are clear. They're they're planning on continuing to push this thing, um, hard and heavy, and we saw this right here of all these guys here, and it, it seems like we saw the beginning of the Chase Owens push with this match.
1: They've been they've been pushing Chase for a long time. This 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 uh this push has been in the works since last Wrestle Kingdom. I'm talking a year ago when he was package pal driving everybody in the Rambo,
0: getting the five count, getting
1: the five count.
0: R.I.P. King Kong Bundy. This,
1: yeah, actually, this show started off with a ten bell salute and uh, condolence to the departure and uh, death of King Kong Bundy, who uh, did spend you know some time in New Japan back in the '80s. But uh, yeah, I mean the the Chase Owens push has been coming on for a long time. He's been teaming up with you know. Uh, Kenny Omega And Kota Ibushi And been We talked about it last year This is like the one guy who's been in like More main main events than anyone like kind of remembers You know taking on like Okada taking on Tanahashi And all these guys and it's like Low key Chase Owens has been getting like a little push But now is his time Yeah. Now is his time for everybody to see what the crown jewel really is
0: Yeah I think 2019 Could be the year of the crown jewel
1: He's winning the G1 this year bro (laughs) Uh,
0: I I don't know if we're we're gonna go that far but
1: You wanna draw seats You wanna put asses in the seats In the Tokyo Dome You put Chase Owens in the main event Night 1 and Night (laughs) 2 Run it back baby
0: Bro could you imagine (laughs) The the outrage The backlash (laughs) The internet melting If Chase Owens was in the main event Both nights of the Tokyo Dome
1: no, it'd be fine if all they got to do is see him work it's going to be like when Kenny everyone thought Kenny was a joke until he won that first G1 and then everyone's like, oh okay, Chase is going to do that but on a more glorious level it's going to be amazing cool. Chase, Chase owns G1 run this year it's going to be a thing of mass, like a thing of mastery but it starts right here it starts right here in this five man tag or 10 man tag mm-hmm. and it starts with a, a Yato Yoshida.
0: Yeah, The first of many victims of the package were you, pile driver Where were you
1: the night that Yoshida got beat by <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh
0: uh, So next up we had Yuji Nagata and Toa Hanare Taking on the team of Tomohiro Ishii and Yoshihashi This was a very good Match, everybody delivered here We got a little prelude of the Ishii and Nagata Matchup that would be happening um, Day one of the New Japan Cup and it was a thing of beauty whenever Ishii and Nagata were in there
1: Yeah, I think we expected big things from this match And this didn't fail to deliver You know, you always kind of wonder what the, uh, you know, what the aptitude is going to be for a match's, uh, you know, potential when it's, you know, second match in But I think for being second match in, this match really delivered I mean, it was definitely a notable little tag team match. I mean at, you know, 12 minutes these guys got time to work. We got to see the violence that would be Ishii and Nagata. We got to see Hanare and Ishii run it back and uh Yoshihashi wasn't too bad here either. So I mean, everybody, you know, served their purpose well and I mean, this was a this was a good little preview match. I enjoyed it a lot.
0: Yeah. Right. yeah, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I love any time we can get Nagata and Ishii and Ishii and Hanare in the ring together
1: The near falls at the end were really good A lot of saves, a lot of uh, times where like They kind of teased you and made you think like Nagata's gonna get the win oh, is gonna get the win mm-hmm. and, Yeah it was it was good man, it was yeah, good Good stuff
0: So then we have another uh, 10 man tag here with. Whoa
1: whoa whoa, oh. Don Callis joined commentary
0: Yes uh, <laughs> <laughs> Big Don, he uh, flew in on the copter like, As usual, <laughs> come, flying in late
1: on that uh, that Nordholm money, yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 oh my gosh, but yeah, he joined. Shout uh, out to Caleb, <laughs> he joined uh, Kevin Kelly and Boom Boom Coke Cabana at the commentary booth, uh, which then brought us this 10 man tag with uh, Satoshi Kojima, Tomioka Hanma, Tiger Mask, Riske Taguchi, and Dragon Lee taking on Suzuki Goon of Minoru Suzuki. Taichi, Kanamaru Desperado, and Taka
1: And before this match started we got the miraculous return of Hiromu Takahashi Mouths were agape, it was crazy
0: (laughs) Yeah, you must have had a different feed than I did (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there was no, it's funny because I was trying to stay off Twitter this day So I wouldn't get spoiled but and I, I opened up Twitter and saw, I saw the trending thing. And I saw that Hiromu was trending. Oh! So for a second, I was like, Hiromu's oh, <laughs> back." But it was actually so many people tweeting that Hiromu didn't show up. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. That his name was trending.
1: I'll tell you what. I actually forgot. Like that, I wasn't too worried about getting spoiled for whatever reason. I was just on like Instagram, and I'm not on Twitter, obviously. But I was on Instagram, and like, I'll be honest with you, I didn't see any spoils for this show. It, 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 that was surprising to me because even like Cork and Hall shows I usually experience spoilers and For whatever reason Even to this day I haven't seen much I've seen a lot about the New Japan Cup But it's kind of like this Maybe the, maybe I don't know because I'm not as connected as you But do you feel like maybe this show flew a little under the radar It didn't seem like I saw a lot I, I about it I think it, it did
0: I think it kind of got swept under the rug a little bit Like it was there, and either you watched it or you kind of missed it, and then like New Japan Cup started, so it's like
1: it's kind of a shame because this is uh we'll get to it, but you know in my opinion since the Tokyo Dome this is the best show that they put on this year.
0: Oh yeah, I mean this could definitely as of right now be a show of the year can- contend- uh yeah, yeah can- candidate in our uh, year in awards. Yeah,
1: this was this is exactly what you want out of New Japan, and. Um, it was just so surprising. So, so, there was so little fanfare, so little buzz for this show, it felt like, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, and back to this match, I mean, this match, the purpose was, you know, hyping up the New Japan Cup matches with the guys on each side. And eventually it, it came down to, uh, Taguchi and Taka. Uh, Taguchi hits the Bomaye Um, then he hits the Dodon and pins Taka.
1: Yeah. Uh,. This was a match. It happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so the next, this, this is the uh, the Suzuki Goon Three Star Special. Yeah. You know the attack, brawling in the crowd, shenanigans, heat, comeback, everybody, everybody running in, doing their moves. Yeah, it was it was, it was fine. It was what you'd, you'd expect.
0: Uh, so then we had the I.W.G.P. Junior Heavyweight. Tag team championship this, match
1: This is where business picked up ladies and gentlemen
0: Yes we had Shingo and Bushi Taking on Show and Yo Of Rapungi 3K And this Was a great matchup Between these two teams uh, This match was filled of a ton of Callbacks from their previous encounters And even callbacks from matches Where it was Bushi and Hiromu Teaming um, there was a lot of callbacks to that And just, you know, overall, it's a really well laid out match A lot of great back and forth action I loved it
1: Yeah, I, I thought this was really good Seeing Sho and Yo really, like, fill, Or, I'm sorry, Show and Shingo fill their roles right away Trading strikes and the clotheslines And just basically being the, the hosses of the junior division You know, that, that rivalry has been simmering and building for a long, long time um, Yo, you know flying all over the place. It it is interesting. You kinda have like mirror images in a way, you know, not to say I, I don't think obviously that Bushi's as good as Yo, but you have very similar dynamics to the team elements between these two guys and yeah. that's very apparent throughout this match. But um I think really what it really came down to is show and Yo being so familiar with one another and their cohesiveness as a tag team versus kind of Taking on Shingo in like a one One off capacity like You know Bushi's there but Bushi's hardly Doing anything I mean not to take anything Away from him he he had he hit Suicide dives and you know He spit the mist and he was doing Stuff but again it was The Shingo show and it was really like Who's gonna win out the Dominance of Shingo or the Tag team excellence Of Roppongi 3K and I mean they told a Really great story here Really fast Hard hitting, action packed I'll, I'll go as so far as to say that I think that this is the best junior tag match That I've seen since Last year Probably the Rapungi 3K uh, Young, Bucks. Young Bucks matches yeah. I mean this was really good And they got a lot of time, 17 minutes Everybody got their stuff in And the close to this match was Like just excellent
0: Yeah, you know, yeah, Bushi he Hits a suicide dive Show uh, German Shingo, and then uh, Bushi misses the show. Then we get a huge pumping bomber by Shingo. He killed him. Yeah, just yeah, destroyed him. Then they hit the rebellion, but then Yo makes a save. Uh, Bushi goes to the top. He goes for the MX. He misses. Uh, Yo jumps in, and they hit the three K. One, two, three. We have new. IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions, Rapungi 3K.
1: And that really speaks to what I was saying there because up until that moment, Shingo was dominating the way he was. Bushi was doing his auxiliary stuff, but you know, it's the timing and the ring awareness that Rapungi 3K has, you know, and that's kind of the story that they told that they they kind of learned from their mistakes facing this team time time and time and time again. Yeah. They're they're able to kind of capitalize on some of these rookie mistakes that maybe like Shingo and uh Abushi have made. Um, before we move on, I I guess my question is, where do we go from here?
0: Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because we have a question from Muzza who says, um, who do you see challenging Rapungi 3K for the tag titles? And uh, that's kind of a hard question to ask because I mean to answer because you know there's really not many teams right now in the junior division. I mean they've already you know feuded with um, Kanemaru and Desperado. Um, I mean, there's Tiger Mask and Jushin Liger I think that's done Yeah, I mean I feel like New Japan really needs to Bring in some new junior tag teams
1: Well, we do have a team that There's speculations about You know, coming up in the future here But um, I don't know if we're ready to talk about that But at this point I really don't know who who takes them on next Um, Obviously you could hypothetically do a rematch you know, um, you could do <laughs> <laughs> uh, suzuki Goon Juniors again, which it does feel like at this point in time that there might be a little bit of unre- like some uh, some unfinished business between Roppongi 3K and uh, and you know Kanemaru and Desperado. That's another possibility. Yeah. Um, but with the Best of Super Juniors kind of looming just here in a few months, that might open up the possibility for some new junior team. You know combinations and that sort of thing. It's really hard to say though. I mean, it, right now it's a three-team division that that have all faced each other in almost every possible combination over the past year that you can imagine. Right. So, and I mean, this has been the best match out of that entire, you know, over a year feud by far. So, uh, I don't know what, what like how much more I expect from that. And, um, I don't know, man, sometimes it just does feel like they need to combine these divisions, yeah,
0: I mean, we've been saying that since we started this show that just get rid of the junior belts and just have one big tag division,
1: yeah, yeah i mean i'm 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 a big proponent of that, you know i I even think back today I was thinking about you know the young bucks and when they were the champions, and it was like there's they had some really good matches when they were the champions, but they only wrestled like two teams, mm-hmm. Three teams, and we were really—I remember—we were like thinking about all the possibilities and like how it breathed new life in the division, and it kind of didn't because they just ended up facing the same couple guys. And it's like, but what would happen if you threw a Rapongi three K into the heavyweight tag team division, or like what if you threw Kinemar and Desperado? I mean, things would—that would shake things up a lot. Yeah. So, I don't know, and, and that would
0: help freshen up the heavyweight tag team scene Because that's another division that could get stale quickly It's, it's When you bad. just have it's G.O.D. Bad. and um, K.E.S. and Evil and Sonata As the the main three teams that are fighting each other over and over and over again
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it would be much healthier just to combine those, those two divisions And yeah. I mean, we don't bring it up every episode I think it's something we've said on the air many times But I mean, I just wonder, like, where do we go from here? It seems like Shingo's not long for being in the... Junior tag division. Yeah, you know. I'm, I'm, this guy's a star. Yeah,
0: I'm seeing a, a Shingo run in the Best of the Super Juniors in a couple months. Um, so yeah, I, I highly. Right.
1: Shingo's gonna be in the G1 too. Shingo and Chase Owens is gonna be like a <laughs> block <laughs> final match. It's gonna be great.
0: Um, I mean, as far as you know, junior tag teams. I think if I were them. Maybe bringing a team from CMLL, um, put put a junior team there for a possible defense.
1: That's a possibility. But we, we shall see. We shall see what comes next. But I mean, you know, we later in the year they got a junior tag league again, and it's like, who's going to be in that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know anymore.
0: So um, speaking of juniors, next we have the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match. The champion, the Bone Soldier Taiji Ishimori, defending against Jushin Thunder Liger, and another great junior match following this junior tag match they had a hot crowd the crowd was so invested into this match yeah Uh, they wanted Liger to win this match so bad Um, Liger once again just turns the clock back you would think that you were watching you know 1990 you know early 90s Jushin Thunder Liger here this man just pulls it out every time in a big match no matter how old he is
1: What I really liked about it was How in the early parts of the match Liger really just tried to ground Him a lot and kind of work the submission Game that he has You know uh, bust out the Romero special like I have Mentioned last week um, Dragon sleepers and just being Really crafty real you know A real like astute veteran But then um, as Ishimori Started to like kind of fire back Liger just stuck with him like Toe to toe like the whole time And um the, the, the great thing about it was, like, Liger wasn't, like, trying to hurt this guy or go on big, long tangents. Liger was trying to win. Yeah. Every time Liger, like, hit something, he would follow it up with a pinfall, and, like, he was trying to get this guy out of here. And Ishimori was, like, fighting for his, like, life the whole time. Right.
0: Well, the whole story of the match, it was almost like, you know, even though Ishimori is a champion, he's younger and, you know, a rising star, he was almost the underdog going into this match. And yeah. They were kind of telling the story like he's a little bit psyched out and, you know, kind of, you know, kind of almost nervous in a way to be in the ring with, you know, one of the, probably one of the best junior heavyweights of all time in Jushin Thunder Liger. I mean, Liger's the,
1: Liger's the greatest junior yeah. of all time.
0: And, um, you know, he, it's almost like he psyched himself out, especially after taking the pinfall, that quick uh, pinfall at the Honor Rising show, you know, Liger was in his head and. Like, yeah, like you mentioned, like, Liger was just keeping up with Ichimori, and sometimes even outpacing
1: Liger almost won the title off of a countout when he hit him with that, ba- uh, he hit that, uh, apron cannonball mm, yeah. and, then, and then a brain buster on the floor, and I was like, oh my god, like, he's about to win the belt <laughs>
0: <laughs> This and man, this man Liger trying to go into MSG as a champion
1: You know, bro, like some of some of my favorite 80s matches in, involve like count out wins and not, like you know i know people nowadays like it doesn't vibe with the current culture that's around and i and i agree with that i, I see why but every now and again like maybe do a count out and they teased it to perfection i was like oh my god yeah is about to take this belt it
0: literally man. at the last second um, there was a great near fall right after that with um, liger hitting the liger bomb uh the crowd popped big for that one. Uh
1: hit a top rope Hurricane Oh yeah. Like like yeah, it was crazy. I mean, I really like I really appreciate Liger uh treating this like the big match it was and kind of, you know, we don't see him do all, you know, we don't see Liger bombs every day and you know the uh you know all the all these different moves that he does, you know, the uh capo kick and all that. Yeah. But um he really brought it here. It was awesome.
0: Yeah, and uh, then towards the end here, uh, Liger hits the crucifix pin. Gets another close near fall on Ishimori. Falls up with a fez press, but then uh, Ishimori cuts him off, um, gets him in the label lock. Uh, Liger tries to roll through, uh, but Ishimori just kind of rolled him back in the middle, and uh, Liger was forced to submit.
1: Yeah, that it was heartbreaking to kind of see that, but I think ultimately everybody kind of knew what. The- the score was what what was going to happen here, but the way they built this matchup and the 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 roles that these two guys played, they did enough to suspend your disbelief and to kind of start buying into the idea that maybe like Liger could get one last run with this thing, you know. Um, Tanahashi won the belt this past year at the Tokyo Dome, so you know it's not like anything's impossible, right? Um,
0: and I mean, Liger delivered it here. Man, this was an, a great matchup here.
1: Um, yeah, Liger really delivered. I would actually. Am I? do you think I'm out of line in saying that so far in 2019 this is the best junior match of the year?
0: Yeah, I can't I can't think of anything what else who else has Ishimori wrestled one-on-one?
1: He wrestled Kushida. I was not impressed with that match and yeah. then he wrestled Taguchi which was a great match but uh you know
0: Yeah I would definitely say I like this Liger match Better than the Toguchi match and better than the Kushida match
1: Unless you wanted to like count something From like the uh Fantasca Mania tour like maybe Soberano And um And Carbonario which was Mm, great But you know I would actually I would say so far and I'm including Junior tags I think that this right now And I think I'll probably get Knocked out but this is my Leading contender for Junior Match of the Year already Yeah in 2019 And um you know, I wasn't five stars on it, but because of the uh, the nostalgia factor, the the emotion behind it, you know, the nostalgia, everything, it was really good. And um, you know, we put a lot of praise on on um, Liger, but Ishimori was excellent. in this Oh match. yeah, I mean, this
0: man Ishimori is incredible. Just the lightning speed he has, and you know, I just I love his move set and what he brings to the table. That, that yes lock. Yeah, the yes lock. <laughs> they they mentioned it on commentary on one of the New Japan Cup shows, uh, one of the tag matches that um, you know he's a big fan of Daniel Bryan and you know even though it's called a bell lock, he wants to call it the yes lock because he he loves Daniel Bryan so much.
1: I that must mean he's probably not a fan of the new Daniel Bryan. No, nah, Ishimori's just like Rich. <laughs> he's not with this new Daniel Bryan shit. Oh. <laughs> uh, Post match, uh, after after the match is over, Ishimori uh, grabs Mike and he asks for a challenge. Yeah. And well, he and he said he he was actually he was calling a Ring of Honor. He said yeah, he said he wants someone from Ring of Honor to come face him at MSG. Um, but instead, we got the return of this man,
0: Dragon Lee. He comes out. He says, you know, I'm not from Ring of Honor. I'm from CMLL, and uh, you know, pretty much saying you know, I'll accept your challenge for Madison Square Garden. Ishimori uh, talked back to him in Spanish saying you know I I speak Spanish and kind of talked back of him because you know Ishimori spent a lot of time in Mexico and then um, Ishimori accepted the challenge and um, we thought that we would be seeing Ishimori and Dragon Lee one on one but then um, later on Ring of Honor put out a video of Bandito um, wanting to be in the match so we're going to have a triple threat match for the title in Madison Square Garden.
1: Yeah, um, do you want to talk about that now? <laughs> uh, yeah. S- since it kind of seemed like a pretty like hot topic A lot of people had a lot of opinions on this Yeah, so. might
0: as well, since we're, we're here and it's uh, relevant um, Yeah, there's a, a lot of people I saw um, on the internet Were very disappointed that they added Bandito into this matchup Now, what, how are you feeling about this?
1: Um, You know, I just... Uh, When I think about it It's not I don't know It's a Ring of Honor New Japan show You know Um, Would I love to see A singles match? Like absolutely But at the same time It's like They gotta get as many guys On the card as they possibly can And Not every match Has to be An epic one on one encounter like this is not going to be Wrestle Kingdom. I'm I'm sorry to inform you know some of you. I know that we would all I'm gonna be at the show, and I'm sure a lot of you will. And you know the rest of you listening are probably gonna be watching it on Honor Club or on New Japan World. Um, but I don't I don't understand why people are, are so disappointed. I get like not maybe preferring the the triple threat, but it's kind of like well they got to get as many bodies as they possibly can. A B um, you know, it's the junior, it's the junior style. They're probably going to have a blowaway match. See, it's bandido. And if you guys are not familiar with bandido, like I can't imagine a better guy from ring of honor to throw into this. And let's be clear here. This is a dream match as it stands right now. Bandido. <laughs> who's not a CMLL guy. Just so you guys are aware. Like, I don't know if you guys are aware of this guy who has wrestled for like the crash you know the independence, I believe triple A So seeing him and like Dragon Dragon Lee in a match together Is kind of like w- Holy crap But then you're also getting Ishimori And it's like where else could this happen And then you're seeing it happen in Madison Square Garden It's like there's a lot of reasons to be excited for this Final point And I just want to say this All you marks who are getting ma- And I'll, I'm calling you marks Because some of you guys are just being a little markish here And like let's be real You're being a little markish Just own up to it if you're getting mad about this, it's kind of dumb because guess what? These guys are probably all going to wrestle each other in the best of the Super Juniors in like a month after this show. So you're going to get what you want anyways. So what are we complaining about?
0: Right. And first of all, I'm, I am never going to complain about Bandito being added <laughs> to any match. Give me all the Bandito you can. You know, all in weekend we saw Bandito, Bandito wrestle like three times that weekend. I'm down for seeing Bandito wrestle as many times as I can in one weekend,
1: bro. The first time I saw Bandito last year at WrestleCon Super Show, I did not know who he was. Neither did I, and it's still one of the greatest, uh, one of the greatest like live performances, live matches I've ever seen in my life. I mean, that was like a special moment. Yeah,
0: dude, that was like yeah, that was that was like
1: a highlight, and like I don't feel like enough people saw it or understand. Like, I've never seen lucha on that level in my life.
0: Yeah, this man, Bandito, is incredible. He's on, a, he's on a next level. And this match is going to be blow-away. All three of these guys are going to be flipping and flopping and diving all over the place. Like you mentioned, it's going to be that traditional junior-style matchup in a three-way. I love it. I think it's a great idea. And like you mentioned, people have to remember, this is Ring of Honor and New Japan present G1 Supercard. Because believe it or not, without Ring of Honor, New Japan is probably not getting into Madison Square Garden
1: you know what i think they should do for the ring of honor uh, new japan show i think they should like cut the ring in a diagonal mm-hmm. and on one like one half of the ring is like the black and red and all that
0: And the american pads and
1: and the american pads and then on the other side it's the blue and the white and the japanese pads and like keep it separate that way that would be pretty cool would it i mean like i was saying it kind of facetiously but Sounds kind of cool Yeah it does (laughs) Y'all listening I know someone from the office is listening Y'all better uh Y'all decided to do this. Y'all better pay your boy. That's all I'm saying. TTC. cut the check. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking forward to this this three way match. I, it's gonna be. Inc-
1: I mean, what? what I, you're more on in, or on uh, Twitter than I am, I and I'm from what I understand, a lot of people are like really up in arms about this, like pissed.
0: Yeah, people were, you know, oh, why why are we getting a one on one championship match? You know, a one on one match is more, it's more prestigious, it's better. Blah blah
1: blah blah blah. Last week I was like, let's get six people. Put this belt on a hook and Make him <laughs> climb a ladder try... <laughs> I, Like talk about prestige I wanted them to climb a ladder It's barbaric And like you mentioned
0: Don't forget New Japan is a Japanese promotion They gotta save big junior singles matches For all these big shows That we have coming up the remainder of the year yeah. You're telling me that they're not thinking about doing, you know, Dragon Lee Ishimori one on one later on in the show, Bandito Ishimori one on one later on? Bandito
1: Dragon Lee.
0: Yeah, like you mentioned, we've got the Best of Super Junior tour coming up in May with some big venues towards the end of that tour. They have a lot of seats to fill.
1: I understand these guys probably won't all be in the same block, and, you know, the, the chances that they'll all end up wrestling each other in singles matches is a little. It's not super likely. But it's impossible that. At least two of them aren't in the same block So we're definitely getting Some sort of one on one match Between at least two of these guys There's a possibility though They could all be in the same block We could wind up getting singles matches Between all three of them round robin style So I think it's a little overblown Yeah (laughs) A little overblown And it's like Just enjoy what you guys are getting man Like you're gonna see three of the greatest talents In the world today Like go at it Like I I don't really love triple threats personally I don't But also keep in mind This is not the main event This is an undercard match Right (laughs) It's an undercard match Um, The other thing too is like My favorite type of triple threat match Are like those old X Division matches Oh
0: yes Oh bro You know what I'm saying Dude I love me You know Samoa Joe uh, AJ and Daniels Yeah You get uh, Chris Sabin, Michael Shane And Frankie Kazarian Dude, all those three-way combinations they would do back in the day in Impact, bro, were fire.
1: Yeah, so I mean, that's kind of what I'm seeing here. So I don't I don't see the complaint like um and hey, if you're upset about it but you you didn't act overblown. I don't mean to categorize you with everybody else, but uh it just seemed like there was a lot of outrage this past week and it's kind of crazy. Right.
0: It's it's not like they put like a horrible wrestler in this match.
1: And Let me just say this: Let's put the belt on Bandito, <laughs> have him take the belt back to Ring of Honor, and that belt's going long gone. <laughs> this past, well, I was talking to Rich this past week because he's been playing a lot of like Fire Pro, and he talked about how like you can uh, in the uh, in the promoter mode, you can invite a champion from another company to come to your league, yeah, and then book them to lose the belt. You take that shit. <laughs> you make it your belt. Oh my gosh! And then you send them packing. Like you don't give them, you don't give them a rematch. That's what they need to do here.
0: And become the Ring of Honor Junior Heavyweight Championship. <laughs> yeah, Joe finessing Bro, fans would lose their minds. Oh <laughs> uh, man! So that brings us to the next matchup. Here we have Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kazuchika Ooh. Okada, and Hiroki Goto. Taking on L.I.J. of Tetsuya Naito, Evil, and Sonata. Um, this was a good match. Uh, you know, the crowd was really into seeing all of these big stars. Uh, they popped huge when Okada and uh, Naito got in the ring. So there's definitely some some juice still in that that rivalry in that matchup.
1: They popped for that, but what they really popped for was when he took them. Uh...
0: The. the the the, uh, the skirt off, off and the shorts. And he showed the shorts. This bro. man's
1: this man's gonna be getting short pops for the for the rest of his life,
0: bro. Yeah, I forgot which show it was, but Kevin Kelly asked Rocky. He's like, "How much longer is the shorts gonna get a pop,
1: <laughs> bro?" For th- this is a for life thing, like yeah, this dude. Is like, I you know I I'm not even mad about the pants anymore. Like it took, it it's like sometimes in life you have to go through really bad things so you can appreciate the good things in life. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, we had to endure. You know a year of crap So that we can have a lifetime Of goodness and the shorts are back And all is right in the world And uh, this man Okada is getting ready to uh, You know beat, beat dusty old ass Jay White And uh, <laughs> take this title back you know what I'm saying
0: Yeah and uh, yeah, The shorts yeah it's uh, it's always awesome that, that he's back to the shorts And they're, they're going to continue to get a pop for the remainder of the year And um, all six of these guys Here I mean this wasn't a blowaway match or anything. I mean, this, the main purpose of this match was to kind of give you a preview of what was to come in the New Japan Cup. You didn't um, think
1: this was blowaway?
0: <laughs> no.
1: What, bro? I had this like four and a half. Yeah,
0: we we watched two different six-man tags.
1: <laughs> My favorite part was when Hiromu came out at the end. <laughs>
0: Hiromu came out and helped Lij win. <laughs>
1: A masked man came out and uh, clubbed Tanahashi in the back of the head And then uh, pulled off the mask and it was the ticking time bomb We need to do some fantasy It's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be Hiromu But whose side is he on? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man
1: Yeah, he came out, he he joined Chaos, he turned on yeah.
0: Uh But yeah, I mean, this match, it was fine I mean, these guys, they hit, you know, they're their big uh, signature spots um, Went back and forth, didn't do anything too crazy um, Came down To the end, uh, Goto hits uh, Garoshi on Naito uh, Sonata cuts him off with The skull end uh, Swings him, uh, Goto counters out of that And hits him With the, cradles him up with the Goto Clutch for the win
1: Yeah so Goto picked up a win That's
0: What a surprise That's surprising <laughs> Um, So then we go to our Main event of the evening The IWGP Heavyweight champion Switchblade Jay White takes on The never openweight champion Will Ospreay
1: Yeah um, Very excited for this match when it happened Um, You know The crowd was really into this And for good reason this was an Excellent match just um you know, I I don't know if I would sit here and tell you that this was the match of the year or anything like that, but it's it's very interesting. It's like a sum of two parts. It's like two guys who um, I don't even know how I want to describe it. It's like their individual okay, their individual performances were almost better than the actual flow of the match itself. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you, I mean, how did you feel? Is that kind of what you got out of it?
0: I mean, overall, I mean, I thought it was just a really great uh, main event, and I thought both guys kind of worked hard. And like, they, it was
1: like all the little things that they were doing.
0: Right, it's like both guys. Like, you you had Jay White, uh, you know, being the aggressive heel, being the chicken shit heel at some points in the match. You had Will Ospreay with this, you know, assassin gimmick, this like hybrid high flying strong style um, that he's developed. And both of them just kind of playing up to their strength And, like, coming together to make a really great matchup
1: Yeah, um, Osprey did, so, like, was just real His selling was excellent in this match
0: Yeah, and um, Jay White was, um he worked over the ribs cause, Yeah, you know, his rib attack Which was very smart, because, you know, Osprey did have that rib injury Which almost took him out of Wrestle Kingdom this year Consistency <laughs> um, And Jay White just Storytelling Yeah J.Y. White showing why he's one of the smartest, you know, the cerebral uh, assassin of The Utah cerebral
1: assassin? No, he's the cerebral assassin.
0: <laughs> and uh, attack the weak spot and plus two. He's it. the
1: king of kings. <laughs>
0: uh, and even He's it, the game. <laughs> even, and even if Osprey's ribs weren't injured before, attacking the ribs is a great game plan because... It's all, his core. Right, all of his high flying, he lands on his core. Um, the shooting stars and 450s And all these dives that he does It's going to affect
1: that midsection so. The the real thing And I think where the story was important here Was that taking out that core Ensured that he wouldn't have the the Mobility or the body strength to get him up For the storm, the storm yeah, Stormbreaker Yeah the Stormbreaker And um, we saw that come into play here But I mean there was There was just so much to like here Osprey being like a resilient and fiery baby face But not in an underdog sort of way In a way to where like Jay White had to basically capitalize on One point of attack To avoid the onslaught That Will Ospreay Ever since he's gotten this main streak And ever since he's gotten this violent side to him he He's coming off like a badass
0: Oh bro. yeah, I'm loving it And
1: like he was kicking the crap Out of Jay White here Now Jay White would slow things down for sure And you know kind of get the upper hand A lot of times and he's very cerebral Mm -hmm. But he, he had to pick his spots And that was kind of the story here Was like you know Will Ospreay attacking But selling the ribs while Jay White Was trying to avoid like this Onslaught from this young hungry challenger But Timing the counters And that's kind of the new thing with Jay White now, Dude, It's been yes. going on for a while now Yeah
0: he's he's becoming one of the best Counter wrestlers in New Japan Right now um, Just the way he counters in and out of maneuvers And finds ways to counter Your big move into his big moves It's, it's great, it's a thing of beauty I, I pop for it man, it's awesome
1: It is funny, I, I, I hear So many criticisms about Jay White And I don't think they're all unfounded I think there there is validity to Maybe not all the criticisms But the idea that people don't like Jay White mm-hmm. There's validity to that If you don't like him, you don't like him And I'm not telling and I've actually been criticized before Because people have been like I We've had uh, listeners of the show be like I don't like Jay White, don't tell me to like him I'm like, I'm not telling you to like him I'm telling you the truth about him He's good But I'm never going to tell anybody to like this guy And for whatever reason With a lot of the fan base, He does not connect emotionally you know what i'm saying right um but there's this thing where like he is just so he does the little things so well and um you know if you don't like him you don't like him i get it but i will tell you this there's nuance to his wrestling there is a lot of thought and like a lot of um just intricacy to what he is doing in that ring, the yeah. stories that a, he's telling. A lot of attention to detail. Yeah, so much attention to detail that's like, if you're not paying that's the one thing I won't stand for. If people tell me they don't like him, they don't like him. If they tell me they think he's boring, he's boring. But when people tell me that, like, he sucks or that, like, he's not good, like, he had, like, he's getting, like, these good matches he's having, he's getting carried. I'm like, what are you watching, man? Because this dude is. So in tune with his character, and so, like, like dialed into what he's doing, it is in a way he's like a like kind of a master in a way. It's kind of crazy. um I'm not saying he's like Kenny Omega and giving you blow away like dynamic, you know, action packed matches, but for what he is doing, I mean, there's almost a Bret Hart like. Like a Bret Hart, Eddie Guerrero sort of-esque thing Where like every movement, everything he does Matters, like there's no, like Jake Roberts like Right, no no the, wasted moment Everything's psychology with him, it's, it's Crazy, mm-hmm. and so there are people who Tell me like he has terrible facials or You know, th- there's no psychology And I'm like, I don't know what they're say- seeing because all I See is pure psychology from this guy like,
0: I think he has great facials uh, When he's on attack, on the attack I think he's, you know, very cock- cocky Very arrogant, aggressive and then when he's on the run, man, he, you can tell he he's in danger and he's trying to back off and trying to find a way out.
1: Now, I will say this. There was a lot of people that didn't like Jay White, or I'm sorry, they didn't like uh, Osprey looking so competitive and almost dominant in this match um, because he definitely did. I mean, like, he looked like he had Jay White's number in this match. And I, um, you know, that kind of was the story going into this match, the fact that, they wrestled when Jay White was a young lion. Osprey's got a win over him. You know, he he's beaten him before he could do it again. And that was kind of the story here. Even though he's the never champion, like, in a way, Osprey was kind of like the, the senior guy here and that yeah. was kinda of playing out a little bit. Um, what did you think about like there was a lot of people who were like, you know, Jay should have beat him cleaner, quicker, and easier. I mean, what did you think?
0: No, I would I be against that view um, Clearly they have very big plans for Will Ospreay um, This year is all about elevating Will Ospreay Getting him out of the junior division um, He's starting his ascent into becoming a heavyweight And to, and becoming a main event player in New Japan So if you want to continue him on that trajectory There's no way you could have him go into this match and have him you know get jobbed out in a 10-minute squash to Jay White We saw the the battle he had with Tota Ibushi a guy who has been in the main events, Who's had incredible G1s incredible tournaments and is a key player for New Japan um, So it would make no sense for him to go toe-to-toe with Ibushi and not be able to go toe-to-toe with Jay White And especially like I mentioned they're trying to push this guy to the main event scene So you use this match to help elevate Will Ospreay so yes, even though Osprey lost this match, he still came out on the other side looking like a bigger star, somebody who can hang with the IWGP champion, and that plants a seed in your head. Can Will Osprey be the IWGP
1: champion in the future? Well, um, I think that, there, I know we're spending a lot of time on this, we got a lot to get into, but I think that there's a lot of interesting takes when it comes to this match, A couple things I want to bring up But let's do this Before we do that Let's just cover the end of this match Um, You know So Osprey Time and time again Was looking for the Stormbreaker Uh, Couldn't You know Because of the the, the Continuous rib attacks From Jay White Was unable to uh, Perform the Stormbreaker Uh, He opted for head kicks he went for a Robertson special. White ended up uh, countering the Ozcutter into a crucifix with elbow strikes, which we actually haven't seen from him in a while. Yeah, and I kind of I kind of popped for that because <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, Osprey countered the Blade Runner into a reverse Rana. Um, he tried to go for that back elbow. Um, both men were down. Osprey dropped the elbow pad, and at this point, Gato came in and kind of distracted the ref because what, what does he call it? The off with his head?
0: Yeah. The uh, hidden blade.
1: The hidden he used to call off with his head. Yeah, yeah he's he's changed the name a bunch of times. Um, Gato comes in to distract the ref, um, and while that's going on, White low blows Osprey. The crowd goes crazy. Uh, he hits a half and half suplex. That that crazy. Uh,
0: love it. I love yeah, it. I love
1: that half yeah. and half suplex. Um, he hits another suplex for the two count. White looks for the Blade Runner, gets countered. Osprey hits a sit out power bomb for a great near fall. Crowd pops. Osprey goes up top. Uh, go Imploding 450 connects for two. White makes it to the ropes. I mean, like, it, I, I thought he was about to win right there. And then, like, I was like, I, I, I didn't even notice he was that close to the ropes. Um, Osprey looks for the Stormbreaker again, but it gets countered. Osprey lands with a series of kicks. But then White counters the Oz Cutter into the Blade Runner, hits it proper, and boom, Osprey's done. 29 minutes and 10 seconds. Jay White defeats Will Osprey clean. I mean, other than that low blow, like, clean. Yeah, I
0: mean, yeah, you mentioned that Meyer distraction, but, um, you know, Osprey came back from that, and then eventually um, White was able to catch him with that Blade Runner out of the Oscar. I thought that was a great counter. Um, Yeah, and I think a big story, too, uh, is what happened after the match. So, after the match, you know, they're going on, Jay White's attacking Ibushi, uh, or excuse me, attacking Osprey, and then Ibushi makes the save from the beatdown, then the Bullet Club comes in and they're Beating down Abushi and Osprey, And then you had Tanahashi, Goto And Okada kind of run them off And then you were left with the Scene of Tanahashi, Goto Okada, Ibushi and Will Ospreay All standing strong In the ring um, kind of taunting Each other about the New Japan Cup but ultimately Showing each other respect shaking each other's hands And you have like this big Like mega baby team The super friends yeah
1: I was hoping that when Ibushi and Osprey are getting beat up that Kenny Omega would come out. <laughs> oh man. But no, yeah, that was that was interesting and to that end of the show. All in all, I thought that this show was great. We got, you know, several good matches, but three great matches in the main event, the junior tag match as well as the uh, junior heavyweight uh, title match. Um, Jay White was very aggressive in this match. Yeah. Like, you know, we talked last week about how I I, I mentioned how I felt like both guys would have to kind of compensate and meet meet one another in the middle. And that's kind of what we saw here was we saw a more aggressive Jay White, which is something people have criticized fairly. And I feel like he's starting to, you know, fulfill that. And then we Will Ospreay was still athletic, still dynamic, but we saw him kind of slow things down and, and work a, a, a bit more methodical, but a bit more measured and violent pace as well. So this was uh, – a I mean this was like what I'd call a heavyweight new Japan style match. I mean it was really good. yeah um,
0: we, we had, have questions. yeah, a lot of questions here. I um, got questions too so that, that's good. <laughs> um, first comes from uh, Mick S T R H D. He says, who do you think should challenge Osprey for the the never openweight championship?
1: Well I was hoping that we would get some sort of defeat possibly in the uh, New Japan Cup. That would, you know, necessitate a title challenge, but it doesn't seem so far like that's going to be the case. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> so maybe um, the last guy who beat him needs to challenge. Jay White needs to put a title a title <laughs> challenge. With, title. No, he just needs to challenge for the never. He, he's not putting his belt on the line. <laughs> he needs to collect the never belt. He needs to get that Austin Aries gimmick where he becomes the new the Japan, <laughs> the new Japan belt collector.
0: Be like a Kurt Angle and a yeah. TNA like oh seven. Win all the belts. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I. Who do you? Who do? You, who could you see like challenging Osprey? That'd be like interesting. Well, I'm not sure how soon they'll do it,
0: but I definitely think there is money in a Bushy Osprey rematch. Uh, I'm not sure how long you wait for that. Maybe Dominion. Uh, maybe after the G1. Maybe the Royal Quest, with, with being a UK show.
1: It it did also seem after the Ring of Honor shows that Jeff Cobb is a. A possible viable challenger For that belt That's another possibility But um Just looking at the landscape Of like New Japan Is there anybody That you could say like I would like to see them Step up and challenge For the Never title You know against Will Ospreay Uh,
0: I would love to see uh, Shingo Uh, Oh
1: god Oh god Take my money.
0: <laughs> he's you know, he's a guy that's often referred to on commentary as a open weight wrestler. Yeah, it's true. So I mean that would make all the perfect sense to run Shingo and Shingo would fuck up Will Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my gosh. Uh, that that's a great pick. Like, that's a really, really I wish I would have thought of that. Um Yeah, man. Yeah.
0: And we had another question about this kind of situation from Reddit user um, Asai Yojimbo he says, "What can be done to flesh out contendership for the never openweight title? Should it actually involve junior and heavyweight challengers?"
1: Um, I don't know. I I understand the question and and it's a it's a valid question, but I mean, it's New Japan Pro Wrestling, so you know what's going to happen. Someone's going to come out after a title match and point and say, "I want the belt," and then he's going to get a title shot. That's how we flush out title challengers, or or he
0: loses, gets gets pinned in a multi man match.
1: Yeah, those are the ways we flush them out. Like, I think based, I'm just inferring based on the question. It sounds like, well, how are we going to figure this out? Are we gonna? Is there going to be a ranking system? Is there going to be a tournament, a
0: battle royal?
1: Yeah, and it's like, nope, nope. Someone's going to get pissed in the middle of a multi man match, and then be like. I want your belt, <laughs> and then JY, and then uh, Osprey's gonna be like, "Let's do it," and then Kazuna Road, <laughs> <laughs> destruction in Hiroshima, Destru- destruction in Kobe, like it, th- that's what's gonna happen. So um, I will say this: I love that the title's open weight. I'm glad that they're pushing the open weight thing. Is anyone on there gonna ask us a question about Will Osprey's status as his weight class? because um, I feel like we need to talk about that real quick before yeah. So, well there,
0: there's a question about him as a main event guy um, From twitter user At headbandbrother He says do, do you Headband like Brother? <laughs> do you like the apparent report That Osprey is the next Long term main event guy for New Japan And that there isn't any Really main fresh Japanese talent Being built up to the main event level
1: Great question So I think what he's referring to is uh, This past week on the Pacific Rim Podcast Um it's Fumi Saito, right? Yeah, Fumi Saito um, basically said that his his um, sources in New Japan are ha- told him that the guy that they see as being the potential replacement for Kenny Omega, as far as being uh, ambassador in the West and being like a worldwide superstar, is Will Osprey, which is interesting because. You know, Earlier this year Dave, Dave Meltzer Had kind of said that Jay White was sort of being seen As the number one guy in, Kind of given the booking opportunities that Kenny would have been given Had he, he re-signed um, And that does seem to be the case Right now, I mean he's at the top of the company But also everyone can kind of see that Handwriting on the wall, the same way we saw That Sabre was in line for a big push Everyone can kind of see Will Ospreay's in line for a big push It's right mm-hmm. there in front of us um, But I mean as far as his question, he's like, how do we feel about him being pushed as a main event guy, pretty much, right? Yeah So, I mean, what do you think?
0: <clears throat> Dude, I love it I mean, I, I think do too. Ospreay's Osprey's incredibly talented guy You know, he
1: was a dick to me, WrestleMania last year Oh, by
0: the way, yeah, somebody on Twitter was like, why doesn't the young boy like Will Ospreay? Can he explain that story? I forgot to ask you about it last week Do you, do you want to give any detail into what happened and why you don't like Will Ospreay?
1: Okay, yeah, whatever, like, we... We have a pretty large audience, but it's not, like, that crazy. So, I'll just tell you guys. This is what happened. So, you know, I'm not a mark for wrestlers the way that, like, other people are. And I'm not, like, putting anybody on blast. I'm just – I'm not, like – I'll tell you. I'll never pay – I would never pay, like, $25 for a meet and greet to go meet a wrestler. Like, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, like, for Tanahashi. <laughs> But like for most wrestlers, I, I wouldn't do that And like, I've you know, we, we interact with wrestlers all the time We meet them out and about And I'm cool with that, I love it We'll say what's up But I'm never, I've never asked a wrestler for an autograph I've never asked a wrestler for a picture or anything I've asked them like, yo, let me get your contact info so we can do a podcast But that's like about it um, But last year, you know, our show was pretty new And we got the bright idea. We're like, well, let's start asking some of these wrestlers to like do drops for us for the show, you know. And that's how we've got some of these uh, some of these lovely intros that we got. We got one from like Rocky Romero, who was like awesome. Zach Saber Jr. Juice, Juice, uh, Scorpio Sky, all kinds of guys. Well, you know, not everybody did it for free. Um, Rocky didn't do it for free. In fact, Rocky, Rocky, I'll tell you what, Rocky would have done it for free, but I actually gave him money because I, he was. At, at, when I asked him, it wasn't like we were out and about He was at his booth So I was like, and no one else was there I just, it, And it's not that people weren't at his booth The wrestling matches were going on But he was chilling at his booth So there wasn't a lot of people out there anyways And I just walked up, said what's up And then I was like, you know, can I... Can I? I asked him. I was like, "Can I give you, you know, whatever the amount of money he was asking for autographs? Like, can I give you that money to do a drop?" And he's like, "Oh, you don't have to give me money. I'll, you know." He's like, "You want an autograph? You want a picture?" I was like, "No, I just want you to do the drop." He's like, "Bro, I'll do the drop." So I, we came to an agreement, and he did it. And I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." Anyways, Will Osprey had a line later after the show, and I was like, "Dude, how cool would it be to get Will Osprey to do this?" So. Like I I like it was during intermission. It wasn't after the show, it was during intermission. It was during the Rep Pro show. So I waited in a line and it was a long line. <laughs> like a long line. So then I get to the end of the line and like Will's busy. Understandably he's like the top guy of like WrestleMania weekend other than like Matt Riddle. It's a madhouse. But I was just like I, w- I, I, I like I'm a pretty good talker, you know. I do sales for a living, like you know, and I'm pretty cool with wrestlers. And I was like and he's like, he's like, let's take a picture. And I was like, I was like, actually, I don't, I don't want to take a picture, and I don't want your autograph. I was just hoping that uh, I was like, I do a New Japan podcast. I was hoping that maybe I could just get a drop, and I'd, I'd still give you the money. And he was like, Oh no, no, no! I don't do podcasts. I, I never do podcasts. And I was like, Oh no, I don't want you to do a podcast. I was like, I was like, it's, it's okay. I was like, I just was gonna see if you'd want to do a drop. And he's like, Mate. He like looked at me, and he's like, Mate. Move the fuck along Move And the way he said it to me I was like Really shocked Cause like A Like people don't talk to me like that And like He was a dick <laughs> Like he was literally A real life dick
0: D-I-R-L
1: and, Yeah a dick in real life And um We still praise him on the show All the time Like he's Top five wrestler But like I've never had a wrestler Talk to me like that Ever Never ever 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 And um Yeah, like I was kind of pissed, like it hurt my feelings (laughs) Like I was like, I went back to my seat and I was like, did that just really fucking happen? Like the way that he said that to me, like he just shut me down, like it was really rude And uh, I don't think I'm the first person who's ever said something like this about Will Ospreay
0: Well yeah, yeah. I've heard various stories of people having not the best interactions with him in public and plus, you know, there are times when he kind of goes off, go on Twitter and says something really stupid.
1: But, like, Jeremy, I think you can vouch for me. Like, do I come off, like, some crazed stan?
0: No. I mean, out of all the, the social suplex guys, you're probably the least markiest of us all, you know.
1: Yeah, and I was, like, bro, I was really respectful and really cool and... I would have been fine with him saying no. That was not the issue because not everybody does podcasts, you know. And if any of these guys we ever asked to do it said no, no problem. Um, but it was the way he like he looked at me and he was like, like, like he gave me the Shawn Michaels, get the fuck out of my ring. Yeah, this is my ring. Get so, out of my face, jabroni. Yeah, he called me a jabroni, bro. Uh, so that's what happened with me and, <laughs> and Will Osprey. Um, actually, a few weeks ago. I was on another I was on a group on Facebook and I'm not even I don't frequent this group but they put a post out that and they have a lot of members and they're like name one wrestler you've had a bad interaction with in life and tell me like in real life and tell me about it like who it was and what happened and there was like bro, I'm telling you, there was probably like hundreds of comments and it seemed like every three or four of them it was about Will Ospreay. Wow. So that's just what I'm saying. Like I'm not the only person who's ever had this. I didn't know. I don't know anybody in this group, so I was like, "Apparently, this happens a lot." <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, incredible performer, but probably not the best person.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe who knows? He was wrestling a lot that week. He just came off that injury. Maybe he just wasn't having a good day. I can't say for sure.
0: Yeah, but uh, but back to the question. With all that being set aside, I still think. Um, he could be a long term main event guy Or at least as long term as, as his body Bro, His body lasts.
1: I was watching this match and I thought like He's gonna be the IWGB champion Yeah I know last week w- when people asked us about his potential I'd said like I thought that was his ceiling but like now I'm like Maybe that's not his ceiling <laughs> Like He came off like a bona fide, Like true like this guy Has it sort of deal Um so I think it's – well, two things I wanted to ask you. Like, what do you think about the fact that, A, they're saying that, that they see him based on his age and his athleticism and all that as being, like, the top guy? And then, B, what do you think about them still billing him as a junior? So, as far
0: as him kind of being, you know, top guy and top, you know, star Bay face, I think he, he has the skill set it takes to be a top guy – I think with the style that he wrestles, I mean, he could, you know, reach that Kenny Omega level and reach out to Westerners. Um, hopefully, he he can provide a better fan experience to get to that popular <laughs> get to that popularity. But um, yeah, he has all the, the tools it takes to be a top guy. He has amazing matches. He can talk. Um, you know, he speaks English. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm all behind that. Um, and then as as far as them am still building him as a junior. Um, I think it's just kind of all part of the process and the transition of him becoming a heavyweight. And there have been a couple times where they, they refer actually have referred to him as open weight, and they've mentioned that you know he's literally a couple pounds away from you know meeting the heavyweight um, weight limit. I, I just think it's it's a kind of a great way to tell a story of somebody transitioning. Instead of just all of a sudden one big match and then oh this guy's a heavyweight now without this kind of build and journey
1: I agree with that but I I think that the whole narrative of like him just being a few pounds away is like coming from the English commentary side But like from the Japanese side it seems like they're still saying like this guy's a junior and even Will has on um, during the post-match interviews mentioned how he is still a junior at this point in time. So I think it's it's real interesting that they got oh. him out here beating monsters and, and it he's could a be junior. too they're,
0: they're still calling him a junior cuz he's going to be in best of super juniors.
1: I didn't think he was going to be in it this year. They might need him to be in it so that they can uh draw oh, draw a house. Oh my god, what if they do like what if what if they wind up t- for the finals doing like him and Ishimori Like junior title versus never title Like and you know what I mean That yeah. They might have to do that, that. Can,
0: Or you can do him uh, and Shingo for
1: real Yeah him and Shingo oh in the
0: finals And then Shingo wins the junior title and What then, about
1: Hiromu Oh, oh
0: dude there's so many possibilities There's so
1: many po- Yeah you're right they, that is a possibility I didn't think of that but um I thought this match was great I thought it was really really great What did you rate this? Uh four and a half <laughs> I'm right there with you
0: Yeah Yeah, Um, we had a question here from Reddit user. Why did you do that, bro? He says, "Could Jay White drop the belt with zero defenses at MSG? Do you think it would be too much hot potatoing if he did?"
1: No, that's. I'm not saying they're gonna do that, but they've done it so many times. Um, If you're familiar with the history behind, you know, New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's not an unheard of thing For a guy to get their first IWGP title And then drop it right away Naito pretty much did that Um, uh, Okada did that AJ Styles did that Uh, They might have had one title Defense but not in all Cases the idea that someone Had and I mean sure this wasn't a Title defense quote unquote But I mean this kind of serves the purpose of The champion showing his dominance so it's sort of an unofficial designation For what could have been a title defense You know what I mean? Yeah It kind of feels like that um, I wouldn't be surprised if Jay White dropped the belt at MSG I wouldn't be surprised if he holds onto it for a while either But um, yeah, no that, I mean, they've done that many times
0: Right, I, I definitely think there is a very high chance of him dropping the belt at MSG um, and, and I don't think it's too much hot potatoing I mean, New Japan usually does a very good job Of kind of spacing out their title runs Some title runs are long, some are short Not every title run is going to be This long, epic, year-long Thing. Some reigns might last Six months, some might last three months Some maybe a month Um, Some, you know, zero defenses Two defenses, five defenses Um, So all title reigns are different And I like that about New Japan So if he were to lose the belt At MSG, I wouldn't Consider it a problem um, Because whoever beats him will probably have a pretty lengthy reign um, until the next champion's crowned.
1: I agree. I also wanted, uh, I didn't want to forget this portion of the question. Um, the question before that, he'd, he'd mentioned that there's not a Japanese superstar on the horizon, but it's like they have like six Japanese superstars right now. And I'm not saying that th- that's an excuse, but it's like they got Tanahashi, they got Okada, they got Suzuki. They got Ibushi. They got Naito. Who am I missing?
0: I mean, those are the kind of the main. The main those are like
1: five main guys.
0: And then you have, you know, you talk about up and comers. I mean, Evil and Sonata.
1: Yeah, I was going to say Evil and Sonata are, 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 the next are guys. guys
0: that they are pushing.
1: But then beyond that, like, you have Shingo lurking. You got Hiromu lurking if he comes back.
0: Ishimori?
1: Well, Ishimori. As a, as a heavyweight? Not as a heavyweight, but he's a, he's a star though That's true, but I think he's talking more about heavyweights Yeah, But then you also have to consider We have this incredible class of young lions And someone is bound to break out So I don't think we really have to worry too much About there being a lack Or a dearth of Japanese talent Being pushed This is still New Japan Pro Wrestling They're still going to push Japanese talent So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think that that's anything to, to be worried about
0: Alright so that wraps up the 47th anniversary review Now let's jump into the New Japan Cup
1: um, Let's talk about these tag matches
0: <laughs> In the sake Of time and for your guys entertainment We are not really going to be talking about The tag matches uh, We're going to be focusing on the tournament matches
1: I only watched the tag matches <laughs> Um so let's do this uh we will we will cover each night but we will give you a brief rundown of what happened each you know with the tag matches so uh on march 8th the opening night of the new japan cup bad luck fallay hikaleo taiji ishimori defeated will osprey mikey nichols and ricky romero and <laughs> ricky rocky romero via ishimori bloody cross on romero six minutes and 53 seconds uh, Minoru Suzuki and Killer Elite Squad defeated Satoshi Kojima, Toru Yano, and to- Toa Hanaria at 8 minutes and 12 seconds. Evil and Bushi defeated Zack Sabre Jr. and Taka Michinoku. That's a junior tag team. Mm. Zack Sabre Jr. and Taka Michinoku. <laughs> <laughs> at 5 minutes and 8 seconds. So Evil and Bushi uh, picking up the win there. Um, Tetsuya Naito and Tanada and Shingo Takagi... Wow, what a team, dude. Yeah. Defeated Kota Ibushi, Hiroki Goto, and Sho. um, And then um, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kazushika Okada, and Togi Makabe, and uh, Hiroyoshi Tenzan. Defeated Michael Elgin, Shoto Amino, Colt Cabana, and uh, Ryazuki Taguchi. And then afterwards, a video package was played showing RevPro's El Fantasmo and at the end of the video, the Bullet Club logo appeared
0: Yeah, so we're getting another junior in Bullet Club, El Mantasmo. He won the Rev Pro Super J Cup um, The British J Cup Right, excuse me, British J Cup um, Yeah, talented guy, he's coming into New Japan I'm assuming he'll debut in Best of the Super Juniors And join Bullet Club
1: Yeah, and you had actually speculated to me earlier this week I was like, well, why are they bringing in another junior? They got Eagles and Ishimori, And you were like, well what if they did Eagles and felt El Fantasmo as like a Gaijin Bullet Club, like junior tag team? And I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
0: Or even just having him more full time than Eagles.
1: That's a possibility, too. So, you know, earlier someone asked us, like, well, what's a team that could possibly challenge? It's like, well, the Bullet Club's got three juniors now, so they might have, have somebody to kind of run it with. Mm. What did you, before we move on, what did you think about. Um, Naito leaving the IC title in the middle of the ring at the end of his match It was
0: kind of weird um, You know, because he's been saying he wants to be The first guy to hold the IC title and the IWGP heavyweight title at the same time And um, he's been kind of treating the belt with a little bit more respect Since he won it at Wrestle Kingdom uh, this, uh, in January um, So yeah, it was kind of weird that he just left the belt there
1: Yeah, I don't know, weird but we um we got the first match of the New Japan Cup First round match uh, Yoshihashi taking on Manabu Nakanishi
0: Yeah this Wasn't you know Great Nakanishi. What do you mean
1: it wasn't great This was so great <laughs> Nakanishi was high flying out here man Dude
0: Nakanishi He, he, he <laughs> tried and worked really hard But Tope's Dude, he hit the worst plancha (laughs) that I'd ever seen in my whole life Would you
1: call, I don't think you can call that a plancha He
0: literally like jumped over the rope, jumped on the apron Like he like tripped over the rope, like fell on the apron and then like fell on Yoshihashi
1: I think he realized he didn't want to do it (laughs) (laughs) He was like mid-air and he was like nah I'm a bail yeah <laughs> I'm gonna I'm he threw a flag on the play like literally yeah. he flagged bro yeah and he's like I'm gonna take this bump hardest part of the ring fall into Yoshihashi yeah and, and was smart he preserved himself
0: dude yeah this yeah he tried but he did not succeed and... he did
1: a suplex off the second rope yeah he did a cross body off the top
0: yeah he was h- trying to hit some high spots and try, you know, try to make a big effort here, but um yeah, I mean this it was a fine little opening match, but it was nothing special, nothing spectacular. I'm not
1: gonna criticize Nakanishi or Tenzon because I've done that in the past and I've been lamb blasted for it. So I'm just gonna let their work speak for itself. So next time like next time I like if anyone like tries to like criticize me for like saying that these guys shouldn't be in singles matches, I'm just gonna sh- I'm just gonna put up a gif of him like doing that plancha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm well. just I'm just playing. But um But yeah,
0: eventually Yoshihashi gets the win here with the butterfly lock. He taps out Nakanishi.
1: With all that said, I still thought Nakanishi should win. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so yeah I thought it was like Not good but like in a Crazy car like Crash kind of way this was kind of Entertaining like it was yeah, an odd I, Dude
0: I was laughing at all the Stuff that Nakanishi was doing
1: like I, I enjoyed this match for what it was um, <laughs> So the second match of the first Round we got uh, Taichi Taking on Tomoyoki Hanma um, 17 Minutes and 56 seconds What the heck bro Bro, this match—it <laughs> felt like it went
0: on forever. It was so slow, and it, it was... what did you think
1: about Taichi coming through the crowd like his Roman Reigns? Uh, well, I think he was trying. <laughs> I dun, think he was dun, trying to uh,
0: be Iska. Yeah, he was. Yeah, you know, he he now has the he's the owner now of the Iron Glove.
1: He had the satchel on, but he did not have the Iron Glove. That was interesting. Yeah. We did have Miho Abe, though.
0: Yes, that was good. Um, lucky crowd members there, seeing her come through the crowd. Um, but, <laughs> the lucky yeah. But yeah, but it, I'm always it was, it made maybe think about a comment that you mentioned. Like, is um, Tai Chi going to be like turn into a madman? Like, he's starting to, like, he has the glove, he's coming through the crowd. Like, is he like going to go into like this madness and like totally change up his character?
1: I don't know. Uh, we did get dueling tai Chi chance in the beginning So like the go home tai Chi And then you know the negative Or the, the positive ones which is interesting But uh, yeah bro this match 17 minutes why 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 why
0: Yeah this match did not need to go this long um, Like we've mentioned several times On this show Hanma Hasn't been looking great since he's returned from injury
1: And You know didn't look all that great here um, I mean like Hanma really worked hard, you know, and did, like, a second rope, like, Kokeshi, sit out Tombstone Piledriver. I mean, like, he was really trying hard, but, like, I'm still scared watching him wrestle. I I, I don't care. And, yeah, this was... And then they put him in there with Taiichi, bro. Like, if you want to, like, try to showcase Hanma in some way, like, I don't know that Taiichi's the dude you do it with. So I just thought it was very... The one thing I will say about this tournament is, like, the matches that you know are going to be great have been great. But the matches that you think might not be so great have kind of lived up to that, too. Yeah. There's been no, like, oh, my God, I thought this was going to suck, and it blew me away. It's like, nah, everything that you kind of knew was going to be bad was bad. And uh, this was not good. Uh, but Taichi did hit a very nasty-looking backdrop
0: driver to win this match. That, yeah, but I was scared. I know. That's so why I was like, <laughs> Drop that man right on his neck, and yeah, it didn't look too good. Uh, well, the move looked good, but just the fact of Han Malang on his neck was not good. Uh, yeah, so a backdrop driver, and then he fought a Dragon Sleeper, taps out.
1: Emperor's crucifix tomb, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, he, he moved the second round. The next match, we got the crown jewel of the Bull Club, Chase Owens taking on Juice Robinson.
0: Yeah, the the bracket buster match right here The IWGP US Champ versus the Crown Jewel Chase Owens Uh, This was a pretty solid matchup here between Juice and Owens I enjoyed
1: this a lot
0: Yeah, I mean, not that often we get to see Chase Owens wrestle in a a long matchup like this Um, This match went 24 minutes, I think I thought it was a little too long It did go a little too long I think they were just trying to really trying to Showcase both of these guys and give them a lot And wrestle that New Japan style Main event length kind of matchup
1: Yeah I mean I'll kind of cut to the chase I felt like Juice was kind of Dominant and they needed To do that because they were going to put Chase over Chase did not I mean yeah he had near falls But I didn't think he was winning um, Even though like all the A lot of people had like the curveball Brackets I know you had one but I just didn't think Chase was winning, <laughs> and then he put him up for the like package, and I was like, "Oh, Chase about to win." <laughs> yeah,
0: that, that man came out with new gear.
1: Yeah, he did come out with new gear. You
0: know, usually when wrestlers,
1: he's in a little bit better shape too. He's yeah. like lost a little bit of weight. He's looking a little trim. He's looking a little jacked, trim. Vascular. muscular.
0: But yeah, you know, usually when wrestlers come out with the new gear, they're usually going over.
1: You're not Chase Owens. <laughs> The crown
0: jewel, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, hit him with that package, power driver, put him away, and gets the big win. So one can assume that Chase Owens will be in line for a IWGP US Championship match. And I know we are kind of talking about this match off air, and you said you weren't happy that Chase won. One, one of the guys who have been
1: Whoa bro carrying the, Whoa. Ban-
0: carrying the Chase banner
1: All years since we've been doing this show Bro why are you exposing my gimmick Like your name is Ronda Rousey bro? <laughs> I'm, you, going, I'm going off script You stupid marks You know he doesn't really like Chase Owens <laughs> It's all fake It's all scripted My god who even wants to see that crap Anyways Um Nah man, I'm 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 happy for Chase getting the push. I'm I'm all for it. But here's my main thing: Chase is gonna probably get a title shot. I don't know where it's gonna happen. Maybe it's at Madison Square Garden. Maybe it's not. But it seems to me like shouldn't it's Madison Square Garden? Sure, Chase Owens is getting a push, but like, should he already be getting a title shot? Like, at Madison Square Garden. My view is, you got Ishii and Nagata in the next round. Why not elevate the title and have Ishii be Juice? That seems to make a little bit more sense to me. And sure, like, maybe maybe Chase doesn't win this match, but maybe you make Chase look good in defeat, and then you give him a a push a little bit later on afterwards. There's still time to do that. Instead, what's going to happen here, I think a lot of people think like this Chase Owens like push is going somewhere and like you know where it's going. It's going to him getting beat by Juice and then he's going to jump back to the back of the line. This is not a real push.
0: Well, and you know you're you're kind of assuming that he's getting the tile shot at Madison Square Garden. I
1: I don't know that he is. I know. It it could be at one of these
0: Road Two shows, and it could—I mean, it could be a Ring of Honor guy that's getting a title shot against Juice at Madison Square
1: Garden. It, it absolutely could be. I'm guessing, but the whole idea here is that what Chase Owens beat Juice, so he could get a title shot, right? Mm-hmm. And it makes sense because they're both U.S. guy, or they're both like guyjin, both U.S. guys. This is what they like to do. This is kind of the idea of this title, and it kind of does make sense. But like, ultimately. Whether it happens at MSG, whether it happens in Japan, whether it just happens at an ROH TV taping in Lakeland I don't know (laughs) But I just don't I think that they could have Built it better Built it better The other thing too is like Juice is looking like a jabroni bro Like I don't think I'm, I'm all for Chase beating a top guy and stuff And I know you can't have it both ways but like I just don't. I wouldn't have booked it personally. I wouldn't have booked it this way. That's just all I mean. I'm not saying this is the worst thing in the world. It's really not. Like mm-hmm. Gato's a good booker. It's whatever. But like Juice just came off that terrible G one. He just won the belt, and it's like
0: in a not so great match.
1: Yeah, in, in a not great match, and it's it's not like him and um, you know Dave Finley set the world of. Af- Uh, On fire during the World Tag League. I mean, like you know, I don't know. Like,
0: well, he did have the defense against Beretta at the U.S. show, which apparently I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet, but apparently it's a good match. It
1: doesn't matter; nobody saw it. (laughs) Might as well be a house show. (laughs) So that's my thinking. But like you know, hats off to Chase Owens for like winning here. I just was really surprised by it. I didn't think that they're gonna have you know Juice lose.
0: Yeah, I mean, very surprising. Um, A lot of people. Predicted Juice winning There were a few people like me and a couple other people On their brackets who had um, The upset win of Chase Going over Juice um, So yeah it's going to be interesting to see When that when or even if They set up this uh, future US title match
1: So I'm getting on to my third Vanilla Porter At this point so if my takes on the show Start to get really bad You'll know why
0: <laughs> uh, So now we move on To the main event of night one Yuji Nagata versus Tomohiro Ishii And this was an incredible matchup
1: This is my second favorite match of the tournament so far And this is my leading candidate right now For Strong Style Fight of the Year
0: Oh yeah, I mean, this was exactly what you expected from these guys Both guys delivered in an absolutely great main event Similar to Liger, Nagata turned the hands back on Father Time. And this was like peak Nagata here. And these guys just kill each other. It was a violent, hard-hitting match. Um, Nagata showing why he is so great, why he's a legend, why he's respected. And it just did a great job of highlighting Nagata and also highlighting Ishii.
1: Yeah, this... um. This was every bit as good as those incredible 2015-2016 never-titled matches that we were seeing back in the day. Those matches with Hanma and Ishii, Shibata, Nagata, and all these different guys. Uh, Goto. And, you know, this match was right in that line. The other thing, too, is like this is the best Nagata match we've seen since uh, his run in the G1 two years ago. And, I mean, this was every bit as good as those matches that he had in, during that run. And, I mean, he hasn't lost a step. Ishii was the perfect opponent. Ishii and him just battering one another. Just having such a perfect sense of timing. When to sell, when to bumble, when to go hard. There was, there was like, so much violence in this match. I I loved this. Yeah, I love it. And this... Just- the the some of the no cells at
0: some, certain points like kicking out kicking out at one out of big moves.
1: Nagata got his mouth busted, busted open. Yeah, I, I yeah I I loved this match. I, I it's a high recommendation. Um, I would still I would recommend the uh, the Juice and um, Chase Owens match as well. But this match was in a different league altogether. I mean, this was. Far beyond that I I really really like this match
0: Yeah and towards the end here Nagata drops a knee pad um, But runs into a lariat But he kicks out at one Inziguri by Ishii Then he hits the sliding D Gets two And then he hits the brain buster And Nagata finally uh, stays down for the count So yeah man this is
1: Yeah there's not a lot to say I mean you know Here's what I have to say Headbutts Mid kicks,
0: Forearms, Forearms. Chops.
1: chops, chops to the throat, to the back, to suplexes, the suplexes, saito suplexes. Like, this was vi- back suplex, yeah, yeah. It was violent, bro. This is violent, dude. I, yeah, I love you. If you it. have
0: not seen this match, go, you out, your go out your way. Go out your way and as see it. As soon as you finish listening to this show, go out there, fire up your new Japan world and watch this match.
1: It was great. So Ishii is moving on. So at this point, uh, the second round matches coming out of this night: Taiji versus Tomohiro Ishii, Yoshi Hashi versus Chase Owens.
0: Yep. Yeah. And we had a question, or not a question? Well, I actually, had a question from Rich. He says, um, "Can we get Yuji Nagata an annual IWGP Challenge until <laughs> he can't do it anymore?"
1: No, because we only get so many title defenses <laughs> as it is. But uh, yeah, I mean he probably could still put on like an incredible IWGP title match as it is right now. Yeah. Like how old is he? Uh, he's in his 50s. Yeah. But
0: um he's definitely somebody that you could throw in a never open weight title match, you can throw him in an IC title match. Heck, you could even put him maybe even like a US title he match. You
1: put him in any situation, the guy can go like, Yeah. bottom line. Uh usually got to turn 50 this year. So yeah. He's saying he wants to fight Wrestle till he's like seventy. And, it's well, crazy. At, at, at this rate, he can still do it. <laughs> it's crazy, but uh, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed this night. I thought it was really good. Uh, the the main event just really delivered. Yeah. So yeah. night. Uh, Real night- quick, we had a, a statement
0: oh. here from um, our boy Imp from LOP. Nah, he's <laughs>
1: nah. He's from a different network. Let's move on.
0: Hey, he uh, he voted for you in the Twitter poll.
1: He's a smart man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um but all he said was, um, he said, uh, damn you, Chase Owen, for ruining my 100% bracket. Oh. So, one of those guys who. He Bro, did, your
1: bracket's doing well, huh? Dude,
0: my bracket is looking real nice right now.
1: You know, I didn't do a bracket this year. Slacking. Yeah.
0: All right, take us on to uh, night two.
1: Night two. Um, first round match Lance Archer versus Toa Hanare. Yeah Short and sweet 11 minutes And Lance Archer Defeats Toa Hanare Via the blackout And I mean um, This match was Like pretty similar To like Most of the big challenges That Hanare's had You know uh, A big A big challenge That he's not equipped To actually overcome He Charges at them Full heartedly But Just gets Demolished And that's kind of What we saw here And I mean He had his moments But Archer Kind of just Took it to him
0: Yeah, they really highlighted Archer in this match um, He had a beautiful pounce Towards the uh, end of the match On uh, Toa Hanare I've always been a big fan of that move
1: Yeah, uh, although it's better when uh, AC, The alpha
0: male, or oh, oh, AC Romero AC Baby, yeah Yeah.
1: I think he's like the one who really popularized it
0: Yeah, well, no, it started with the alpha male Monty Brown and Impact
1: Nah, that guy, he's not even real What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dude, I love Monty Brown
1: my brow sucks <laughs> um, They need to put him in the TNA Hall of Fame this year
0: <laughs> Just cause oh,
1: They need to like They need to go back and like put Forgotten TNA wrestlers like Into the Hall, hall of Fame, fame. Like Monty Brown Who else could they put in there like someone that like
0: Sonny Siaki
1: Yeah like who's that
0: <laughs> <laughs> No but um yeah This was a fine matchup here Archer finally getting a win in the first round of the New Japan Cup. It's been years since. Bizarro World. Yeah, this was the one match that screwed up my bracket. My bracket would be perfect right now if it wasn't for this matchup here. I think
1: you were going to pick Archer, and I think I convinced you to pick Hanari. No,
0: I, I picked Hanari before we even recorded. Oh, really? Yeah, I did my bracket like days before we recorded.
1: I thought I was influential. Okay, never mind.
0: Not this time. I, I learned my lesson. <laughs> 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 Not to let you influence me on, on picks. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, this was
1: really not. It, this was kind of a nothing match. It was fine. Yeah. Um. I. I didn't. It wasn't. It, it's skippable. The night before, everything kind of had a place and had something. This was a nothing match. I mean, I would. I was like a two star. Two star match. Yeah. Um. The next match of the night, we got uh the debuting Mikey Nichols taking on Hickaleo and uh, Mikey Nichols picks up the win 8 minutes 57 seconds Via the Mikey Bomb
0: Yeah aka Blue Thunder Bomb And this was a fine match um, You know nothing out of this world um, Hikaleo I want to say he, he has improved From the, ver- the last time He was in New Japan
1: Every, You know what people used to bury this man And say crap about him but like we've always been A friend of Hikaleo We always say this man's new and He's getting better and every time we see him he's getting better. He's not blowing the world away, but You know he's there, getting better. There's every a time. clear
0: difference if you watch the last match that he had in New Japan You can tell it's one of those situations where he was always in multi-man matches And he would have his brothers or other veterans kind of guiding him through the match kind of telling him what to do Where to be at you know how to react here. He was in a one-on-one match. He hung on his own he looked like he knew what he's doing. He
1: looked like an actual confident, you know, competent wrestler. I thought it was a very strange choice to put Mikey Nichols and Hikaleo, you know, a debuting wrestler against basically the equivalency of a of a young lion, but a monster young lion. It just was a weird choice. Yeah, to we do we did have a
0: question about that reference that from Twitter user at Falcon underscore McCramsey. He says, do you guys think it would have been better to not put Hikaleo? A guy the crowd doesn't seem to care about With Mikey Nichols A guy the crowd aren't 100% familiar with
1: The crowd didn't care about this match at all No At all At no point did they care Like it wasn't like oh they didn't care and then they got into it They were silent the whole time Yeah So um Yeah I just I I think it was weird
0: Um, Another question here from Reddit user Asahi Yojimbo He says what's your read on Mikey Nichols Ishimori uh, Takagi, Switchblade, and El Phantasmo On some level were promoted in advance Whereas Mikey just got announced As a tournament entry when the brackets were posted
1: So he's asking us what our uh, Opinions of Mikey Nichols are at this point Yeah,
0: his debut and just you know, com- Kind of coming out of nowhere
1: Well, I want to say this first I don't know what your name means But Yo Jimbo is one of my favorite movies Of all time, so Great name if it's referencing Yojimbo It's a great movie But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. You you made your feelings uh, pretty well. Oh, that was on the game. We we we, div- we uh, discussed Mikey Nichols on the uh, oh, on and, the
0: rookie and rookie and Clive uh, quiz invitational.
1: Yeah, and you said that you didn't really like uh, what was his name? Uh, Nick
0: Miller. Yeah,
1: I mean, every time I hear Nick Miller, I think of New Girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I mean, obviously between him and Shane Thorne clearly Shane Thorne is. The Shawn Michaels of the team and Nick Miller is the Marty Jannetty So uh,
1: he's the better one?
0: No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shane Thorne was the star of that duo. He has the most charisma. He's a better in ring worker. Um, and to me, uh, Mikey Nichols is a, is a jag. Um, to me, there's nothing special about Mikey Nichols. Nothing it came off the, the screen for me when I saw him wrestling time in NXT. The Largo loop or here in this match Here in New Japan Pro Wrestling
1: You know I'll just say this I thought both like The guys from the Mighty Don't Kneel Were kind of the same way That's not to say that they weren't good I thought they were both really really good But I just thought that they were you know A tag team they were tag team guys There was nothing beyond that That really like stuck out I mean Shane Thorne did not stick out to me more than Mikey Nichols. They were pretty even to me. They were just like, it was like, oh, they're attacking. tag team. Um, As far as this match goes, I mean, time will tell with Mikey Nichols here in New Japan. I think the whole thing has been super random. I mean, the guy got a tweet from Rocky, and then and then he's part of Chaos, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's weird. I think that this wasn't the best, like, choice of match that you could do to try to get him over. But same time, like... You want to give Mikey Nichols a debut win, and who who's he gonna beat on the New Japan roster in his like opening match? You know, so maybe that's why they gave him Hikuleo.
0: Yeah, and I think the reason why they didn't do like a promo video or try to hype up the coming of Mikey Nichols, I think part of it had to do with just the way how he left WWE. You know, he told those guys that he was leaving to spend more time with his family in Australia, and then next thing you know, he's signed to New Japan.
1: You know what that means? But. He's dripping in finesse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that,
0: that man was tired of doing jobs. That man's finessing out here. Yeah. Tired of doing jobs and went to park and uh, was ready to get back into Japan.
1: So, uh, we got, yeah, so he picks up the win over Hikalio, moves on to the second round. Uh, next match, we got Will Ospreay, the assassin, not the aerial assassin, just the assassin. W- wasn't he trying to call himself the Sky God or the Sky King?
0: At one point, I think he was, yeah.
1: But now he's the assassin. This dude needs to like pick a gimmick and pick like a name for his moves. But uh, Will Ospreay defeating uh, also someone who needs to pick pick a lane, like because he's not the underboss anymore. What he's the general now,
0: the rogue general,
1: the rogue general, bad luck falle And uh, what did you think here?
0: So this was a very interesting match here. Um, you had Will Osprey. Um, Having to battle against the big man Battle of Fale And just trying to overcome the, the power And the, the strength advantage of Fale I mean, an Osprey he, was, he wasn't backing down from this guy he, he went, as soon as the bell rang Jumped into um, Fale And was striking him And then, you know, they played the Classic um, big man, little man match here um, With Fale kind of outpowering Osprey throughout the match um, Working the the nerve Pinch hole Uh, But then you have Osprey uh, firing Back um, Showing some great baby face fire Here um, escaping Out of the grenade and just uh, Just doing a lot of offense And then um, Fale Pulled the ref in the way Of the Oz cutter Uh, Red shoe takes the big bump and then Giotto comes in with um, a Kendo shot. Giotto gets in the ring, but then Osprey fights him off and gets the Kendo stick and beats the crap out of Fale with the Kendo stick. He then hits the Robinson special, um, goes for the Ozcutter, but it's blocked. Uh, big spare by Fale followed up by the grenade. For a great near fall, Osprey kicks out the last second. Um, but then Osprey counters out of the bad luck fall into a Hurricane Rana cradle for the big win.
1: Yeah, an upset win
0: Yeah, I mean, Bad Luck Fale is a guy That traditionally does well in these New Japan Cup tournaments He's uh,
1: never he's never not made it out of the first round
0: Yeah, and so this just shows you how invested they are In Will Ospreay and the push that they're giving this guy He's beating established heavyweights In big matches everywhere he goes uh, You know, obviously this wasn't a crazy four star five star Special I, they, thought, I
1: thought this match Kind of sucked
0: I mean I thought it was Bad I mean it was fine I,
1: I, if, if I'll say this if Fale had Won then what people would Have been saying they would have been de- Like talking about how terrible this Was just like his G1 matches the only Reason people aren't saying that sort of thing Is because Osprey beat him Yeah <laughs> like other than that Like, there was so much shenanigans And so much interference And so much bullcrap But, um It is interesting that Osprey picked up the win Over Badluck Follett And, like, Follett doesn't lay down for everybody
0: Yeah So, yeah, it just shows Crazy Just shows you the the trajectory That uh, Will Osprey's on in this. I, I
1: thought Will was definitely losing here And, you know, when someone asked earlier Like, who we could see him, like, potentially getting challenged For the Never title I thought Balik Folley and Will Osprey made a lot of sense as a title program. Not that I want to see Will Osprey and Balik Folley wrestle. I don't want to see Folley wrestle anybody, <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of made sense to me because they've had him beat monster after monster after monster, and then maybe like he runs into a true super heavyweight that he can't overcome. Right after he, you know, got beat by the IWGP champion, and then. I don't know, that story just makes a lot of sense to me mm-hmm. But they decided to go another way here And they're like, nope, screw that He's beating Fale, he can beat monsters And it's like, wow yeah,
0: The rocket is strapped to this man yeah. he's, he's going straight to the moon
1: And then uh, we got the main event Of the second night Kazushika Okada, the Rainmaker Taking on Big Mike, Michael Elgin And they put on a Great match, 24 minutes, 6 seconds
0: yeah, and I will say this match It did kind of start out slow um, These guys Very methodical Yeah, it was a very slow-paced, methodical style And then they kind of built towards the end um, The ending
1: was great I mean, we got one of those classic Okada, hot, yeah Okada finishing sequences Elgin as well Both these guys are known for, you know Having incredible closing sequences And I mean, this was great
0: Yeah, I mean, it started off slow uh, Built into a war um, as the match went on the crowd uh, got more invested um, Elgin looked really good here It's the first time we're uh, really seeing him in one-on-one action since returning from injury And we know him and Okada always have great matches uh, But um, tonight was not his night There was no you know first round upsets for Elgin this year um, it Came down towards the end where uh Elgin hits a buckle bomb, but Okada countered back out, and they trade counters. Uh, Backfist by Elgin, and Okada goes down. Okada uh, counters a second uh, buckle bomb and hits a tombstone. Um, then he hits the Rainmaker on Elgin to finish him off. Um, so the Rainmaker, Kasuchka Okada, advances in a very good match here. Uh, a lot of great spots. There's some great suplexes from both guys here. Um, Okada, at one point during the match, did... Um, Elgin's powerbomb sequence to him
1: Yeah Yeah Yeah, I mean these are two guys that have a lot Of chemistry they've wrestled Numerous times I did like This match better Than their G1 match from this past Year they wrestled on night 10 of the G1 And I'll always remember that because I thought Night 10 sucked (laughs) Really bad like that was like one of my Breaking points where I was like I don't know if I'm gonna get Through this G1 But um this match was Really good I didn't think it was on the level that Ishii and Nagata was But that's not to say That this wasn't a really good match I mean it was a fitting like You know main event for the second night And I, I liked it a lot
0: Yeah and it, it ended up being a great matchup
1: And I mean it did it did end up Like it did start out slow But I mean it, the, these guys are just So good Elgin man Is so good bro like You know Say what you want about him Say about the controversies And everything like that But like This To me And I may be wrong It's weird Because I almost classify him As like a super heavyweight But he's not Yeah But when you compare him To his like contemporaries To so like Jeff Cobb And Rusev And Moose And all these like Kind of very similar guys I don't know anyone That's as good At that style of wrestling that, Than Elgin is
0: Yeah yeah, he's very
1: good. My only my only complaint about him is that he does so much and like he does too much. Like he's like the super heavyweight like young bucks. Like he's like a spot fest machine at the end of his matches. Well,
0: I think it's because you know he doesn't get these big matches all the time, and so when he's out there, he, he has, goes all out. He has to go balls to the wall. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I see that now. Like, and he does go like balls to the wall, but like every time putting in the big spot, like he always delivers. Um Unfortunately, he's not moving on. Okada is going to be moving on. But yeah, I really enjoyed this. Yeah, good stuff. Uh,
0: so that brings us to night three of the New Japan Cup. Uh, the first tournament matchup was. Uh, Classic. Riske Taguchi Classic. taking on Hiroshi Tenzon.
1: Go out of your way to see this. You must see this match. Uh,
0: I mean, if you're a big fan of Taguchi, <laughs> um, you should definitely see this match. Um, it, it was a great way to kind of kick off the tournament matches for the night I, I don't think people It was re- fine Yeah, I don't think people really knew what to expect with Taguchi and on here um, with, Ten- with Taguchi replacing the injured uh, David Finley Who's going to be out for six months for Torn Labrum
1: That uh, sucks
0: Yeah, bad bad uh, break for Finley there uh, But yeah, this was a fine match um, Pure Taguchi antics um during the multi-man matches they, they were building up Kind of heat between Toguchi and Tenzon Where Toguchi would ask for the Double fist bump And Tenzan would fall for it And then Toguchi would attack him um, So that ma- that spot played in Several points throughout this match um, Towards the end Tenzon went for a Top rope headbutt For a near fall um, Then Toguchi counters Into a cradle Out of nowhere And picks up the win And You called it man Taguchi
1: Gooch. Yep. He wants to be the 69th IWGP champion. The coach has a vision, and he's gonna see it come to pass. He's. We're gonna see t- uh, <laughs> Ryusuke Taguchi versus Jay White headlining Madison Square Garden. Oh my gosh! But uh, yeah. The house that Bruno built. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I didn't think there was a a great chance for on one to work multiple one on one matches in this tournament. He did his little one on one match here and got out of there.
1: You know, it makes a lot of sense, but at the same time, I just, I was like, well, you never know. They might have Tenzan going a little run, but, you know, they went with Taguchi and we're probably better off for it, so it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Then, uh, uh,
0: next up, we had Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Shota Umino.
1: I freaking adore this Match. Yes, this, this match was awesome. Yeah,
0: this was yeah, this was a great matchup here. You know, I'm sure a lot of people were expecting Tanahashi to just go in there and squash Umino, but that was not the case. Tanahashi gave Umino a lot. I mean, clearly he was still dominant and the veteran guy leading the charge in the match. But Umino looked great. Umino had a lot of fire. Umino took it to Tanahashi.
1: Yeah, this was so good man like umino already as a young lion has like three or four signature matches that you can point to and be like oh wow he's great his match with nagata his match with shingo his match with uh sekimoto and now his match with uh oh and the match he just had uh last month who did he wrestle at the ring of honor show
0: oh yeah um
1: um, was it Marty? Yeah, or, or did Mario? No, Mario was Narita. Zack Saber. Yeah, Saber. Saber, and now the match with Tanahashi. He's got like five like incredible singles matches. So yeah, like Shota Amino is gonna be something. Like people keep wondering like what's what's he gonna be? What's he gonna do? I don't know the answer to that, but like this guy is gonna be a star.
0: Yeah, man, he's has potential to be a top main event guy when he gets back from excursion. And he made the most of this opportunity here battling the ace man. He there's just so much fire in this guy, man.
1: Yeah, they the crowd ate it up. They were so into this. There was one point where he hit Tanahashi with 34 forearms. Me and Rich literally sat there and counted. And we we're <laughs> like, oh my god. Um
0: the slaps. Yeah, dude. There was a big slap that dropped Tanahashi. Towards the end of the match, it,
1: it, it was freaking violent. But like the real story had a lot to do with the uh, the Boston Crab and and also the uh, Texas the clover Cloverleaf. Leaf. When when there was a point in the match where Shoto Umino stole the Texas Cloverleaf and put it on Tanahashi, and I thought he put it on Tanahashi better than Tanahashi puts it on, <laughs> on anybody. I actually don't think Tanahashi puts the Cloverleaf on very very well at all.
0: Well, he he does a, a elevated. I hate it. I hate it. I I hate
1: his elevated cloverleaf. It looks like crap. I don't know. It looks pretty painful. In this match, it looked really painful, but I think that's due to, like, the size of Shoto Umino. In most cases, I think it doesn't look like anything at all. But um, that's just my take anyways. But, yeah, like, Umino, like, kind of did a a, – he did a finisher stealer. You know, hit that yeah, yeah, he he hit the Y, button, hit or, the y or, button or
0: triangle for you PlayStation guys and yeah. hit the
1: finisher stealer, yeah. But uh yeah, this match was great, man. Like there's so much as far as violent action and things like that, it, it wasn't in the same league as, say, like Ishii Nagata or we'll we'll talk about it, but Abushi and like Naito but from, like, a pure storytelling standpoint, this was the best story of the tournament so far. Right. You know, the
0: fiery young lion, you know, the, dax, the deck stick against him. Yep. And uh, just trying to fight off, you know, the ace of the universe. And, um, and
1: he and he gave him a run
0: for his money, bro. Yeah, dude. He, had, he got some several near falls, and the crowd was actually chanting for him and not Tanahashi. I thought that was very interesting. Um, you know, it came down towards the end where...
1: That's because the fans are fickle
0: <laughs> Fickle <laughs> Fickle um, Umino, um, him and Tanahashi Were sh- uh, trading strikes Then Tana goes for a sling blade But Umino cuts him off um, A big slap from Umino That drops Tanahashi Falls up with a suplex, he goes to the top Hits a missile drop kick for a near fall Then he locks on the Boston Crab uh, Tanahashi makes it to the ropes um, Then Umino puts him In the Clover leaf. Uh, Tana makes to the roast again, Umino unloads with vicious strikes, Uh, Tanahashi cuts him off with a twist and shout Uh, Then the Cloverleaf is counted into a cradle by Umino for a crazy near fall, crazy reaction from the crowd they popped to use for that near fall Um, But then Tanahashi was eventually able to get him back into the Cloverleaf and Umino had no choice but to submit to the ace
1: yeah, I, I kind of thought he was gonna get to the ropes there, but I was like, ah, he's gotta tap. So great story, great match. This is the best show to amino match so far. I think. I think it was better than the uh, the Mar- than the Zach saber. saber match, yeah. and I thought it was better than the Shingo match.
0: Yeah, it was. Bro, it was so good. It was. Uh,
1: go out of your way to watch this match. Uh,
0: then we had. Uh, oh, actually, we have a question here from Reddit user Zach Saber Time. He says, um, an Umino versus Tan- Tanahashi question here. At the end of the month, Umino wanted more. At the, Excuse me, at the end of the match, Umino wanted more, but Tana shoves him down and goes on to celebrate. The commentary didn't mention anything about this. How do you guys see this? I think this could be a fuel for a feud post excursion where Umino thinks it was a sign of disrespect, but Tana says he did it respectfully.
1: Umino did mention something very similar. To, it's great that you picked up on that. And I, I, you know what? It's great that we're mentioning this because. There was a shot at the end of that match where Tanahashi just in the crowd and he's like, you know, slapping hands and, you know, wiping the towels on his body and, you know, being jubilant and, you know, celebrating with the fans. And then you just see Shota Umino and he's hanging on the ropes and he's crawling. And like the visual is so powerful. And like Rich pointed out to me and I was like, bro. Like this is a moment That is They're going to call back to this Yeah For sure So I think you have a great point Also Shoto Mino Mentioned something about this He said that he's like I'm gonna come back I'm gonna retire this guy So like (laughs) You're like I don't know if I'm Misquoting him But he said something to that effect Where it sounded like Oh Crap Like he's coming Like Like Tanahashi has lit something in this dude and like I could totally see a generational match Coming up in the future between these guys
0: Yeah, see so yeah, I'm looking forward to Post excursion Umino Whenever that happens um, Then we have Zack Sabre Jr. Taking on EVIL Renewing the rivalry that these guys have uh, Been having over the last year
1: At 15 minutes 34 seconds Zack Sabre Jr. Wins via the Hurrah Another year. Surely this one will be better than the last. The inexorable march of progress will lead us to all happiness. What the f- <laughs> what kind of name is that for? You know, for a you, finisher. You, you
0: know Saber and his uh, finisher names. But yeah, these guys have developed uh, great chemistry over all a series of matches that they've been having against each
1: other. I hate their matches. Really. I don't. I didn't like the last one. I didn't like this one. I think they should... Yeah, I, maybe I'm being contrarian. I don't know. But, like, people seem to like their matches, but I just don't.
0: I like this match. I thought it was, uh, you know, in the four-star range here. What? Yeah.
1: No way.
0: I, I didn't. I don't know. I really Four liked, stars? Yeah.
1: I'll have to rewatch it, bro. I don't
0: I, know. I thought it was very good. Um, Sabre had a lot of great um, submission counters and a lot of uh, Matt wrestling here. And I thought Evil looked great here.
1: Yeah, no, I was like... I was a lot lower on this. I was like three and a half, mm. three and a quarter. I was I, I didn't love it. I just did not love this match. Mm. I, I'm glad that Zack Sabre picked up the win. Uh, I think he's the guy that needs to kind of move on. Being the champion of last year's tournament makes a lot of sense. Uh, it helps him to kind of avenge the whole evil thing from last month. But I I kind of want him to move on from evil because I... Personally, this maybe I'm wrong. Like maybe I'm crazy here. I don't think they have great chemistry. I think that they are wonky together for whatever reason, and their matches are kind of like slow and plotting, and like they don't mesh well.
0: I don't know. I think this match. I don't know. Especially with how I I saw it. I I saw something different. I don't know. I saw. I feel like this was one of the better matches. That they've had, and I think they've learned to work really well with their different styles. I thought
1: this was better than la- I. I hated last month's match, mm-hmm. and I like tolerated this one. So yeah. that's where I'm at. But yeah. I don't think I'll ever love the. And you know, it's weird. I I really got sucked into the story of Zack Saber and Evil, but the matches have never delivered for me.
0: And I I thought that there was a great um, closing sequence in this the, match.
1: The closing sequence. You're right. The closing sequence was excellent. Regardless of what I thought about the match overall And you know what, I felt the same way last month I thought the closing sequence was really good um, But yeah, absolutely The closing sequence here is really good
0: So yeah, so like you mentioned Sabre taps out Evil, gets the win Moves on to the next uh, round Also I uh, noted that uh, Sabre, he's wearing his uh, Rev Pro British Championship Match on this tour You mean title? Yeah,
1: Yeah Absolutely uh, so now we get Maybe to, they're going to set up a future title shot
0: Yeah maybe he'll defend The Rev Pro belt at MSG Against somebody maybe Could be uh, But now the main event of night 3 Kota abushi vs Tetsuya Naito This match Was freaking amazing <laughs> This match was insane Crazy wild Dude I freaking love This main event I know you do, <laughs> dude. I was freaking marking out, screaming, popping over yeah, everything, dude. I had
1: I had already watched this match earlier in the day, and then I I took a nap. I woke up and I hear you screaming. I was like, "Oh, he's watching Ibushi Night," <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought this match was excellent. Um, I don't think I was quite as high as you are on it, but I really wouldn't argue with anybody. Who has a, like a match rating on this? Because this match was incredible.
0: Yeah, dude, amazing. I, I'm throwing five snowflakes on this bad boy, <laughs> dude. Just <laughs> <laughs> the crazy things they did in this match. Freaking Naito sits out tombstone piledrivers. Ibushi on the freaking apron on this man's you know already previously hurt neck. All the crazy head bumps and they were doing the crazy strikes you with his high-flying offense Like, this match was phenomenal
1: Yes Um, if this was violent This was really crazy You know, we've seen these guys have Two G1 matches, you know In uh, consecutive years, both matches Were incredible, and then this Kind of felt like a third follow-up Like in the trilogy of matches with One another, each one has been You know, exponentially more dangerous And violent, and these matches Always deliver. Like, Ibushi and Naito have a lot of chemistry together. These guys are great. Um, I think I was, like, four and a half. Um, Well, I don't know. I was very, like, in between, like, four and a half, four and a quarter. I didn't feel like this was five stars. But, you know, anyone that tells me that it is, I'm not going to really argue with you. Because I think there. you could probably convince me there's a pretty good case for it. I just didn't know if this particular show on this particular night with these particular circumstances – warranted that i think that they do have another match in them um obviously you alluded to this last week jeremy when you said you thought Abushi was going to beat naito because it opens up a title uh opportunity in the future and i don't know if you noticed but many times and new japan does not do this for no reason they kept doing close-ups to the IC title in the middle of the match. Mm -hmm. Usually that's something that they do during title matches to show the importance of what they're battling over. And I thought it was weird. I was like, why are they doing close-ups of the IC title in a tournament match that's supposed to lead to the IWGB title? Um, So I think they're foreshadowing the idea that these guys are going to be competing with one another over the IC title, possibly at Madison Square Garden. We don't know that yet. That's what it feels like. But this match was dangerous. Yeah,
0: dude. Like I mentioned, like the tombstone on the apron. Um, Ibushi did a. There was a dude buster spot here, reverse dude buster that he hit. Uh, yeah, dude. They were just dropping each other on their heads a lot. And just very hard um, strikes and slaps and chops and kicks. Uh, German suplexes. I mean, jeez um Ibushi hits a very nasty looking uh Bomaye knee. Man, this this match was just incredible.
1: Yeah. I, I I really 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 enjoyed this. Um such a feeling of satisfaction at the very very end when he finally hits Naito with that Bomaye knee and picks up the win like well, he,
0: he didn't beat him with the Bomaye um he hit the the Bombay got him a near fall and then he dropped Naito on his head with like a J Driller like move and then he hit him with the Kamagoye and put him out.
1: Isn't the Kamagoye like the Bambaye knee?
0: Kamagoye is where he grabs a wrist and pulls them into his knee.
1: I stand corrected. My apologies. <laughs> but yeah, this match was awesome.
0: Yeah, dude. I'm i I'm five I'm curious to know what you guys think. Let us know. In the comments or tweet us what your your rating is for this match, but definitely this is this yeah. is
1: the best night of the of the New Japan Cup so far.
0: Yeah. Um, and question here from Reddit user that was five stars is Ibushi signing a two year contract the worst thing that could have happened to Naito. Possibly.
1: I still feel like, you know, everyone keeps asking us what we think the main event is going to be next year. And I still have this feeling that if they're going to, like, pull the trigger on on Naito, it needs to be next year in the Dome. Just from, like, them having biannual, like, stories, historically speaking, when it comes to the Dome. I could see him and Okada headlining one of those nights over the IWGP title. But... You have a point there. It's possible that Nabushi resigning and signing an exclusive to your deal could be like the worst thing for Naito's Bush.
0: Yeah, this could have could have changed a lot of plans, so we'll have to see what happens.
1: You know, sometimes too, like, you know, self fulfilling prophecy, you know, they book the guy to lose a lot and they're like, oh, we're going to pick it up next year. It's like, but then they're like, oh, he's not hot anymore. That's some <laughs> Man, crap. Man's not hot. <laughs> man's not hot. So you got him under by beating him a bunch of times. It's your fault.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, another question here from Reddit user Bond Grip Suplex. He says, if Ibushi does not win the cup, does he get an IC tile shot at MSG?
1: Uh, I think that that's a likely scenario.
0: Yeah. Um, question from Rambone Slam Pig. Uh-oh. <laughs> he says, what do you think the rationale was behind absolutely stacking night three of round one, it seems like it was obviously the biggest show of the four. Any thoughts?
1: Well, ultimately speaking, I think that everything's going to be pretty stacked. You know, down the line, we'll, we'll we'll finish this review here shortly. But I think that we got some big matches on the on the horizon. But you know, in the past, and we mentioned this before, there's been some really stacked nights of of the New Japan Cup before it. I mean, this is not an anomaly.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess one thing we probably should have paid more attention to was like what cities and venues. Oh that, yeah, that that's the, a good point. That these shows were happening in. Um, I have to go back and look and see where they were. I, this I didn't think of that because um, I'm sure whatever venue where they were for in for night three, they needed to draw a big a big house, so they put that Naito, Abushi main event, and this overall had a better card that night.
1: Yeah, this night was stacked.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I I lugged all the tournament matches for the most part here this night. And yeah, this top things off with of this awesome uh, match with Naito and Ibushi So yeah, then we uh, move on to night
1: four. Just hours ago.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, man, these Monday shows, man, throwing almost trying to throw us off, but um, able to catch up in time for recording and uh, get it in here. Uh, to me, night four was overall one of the uh, weaker nights of the first round. Um, nothing really spectacular, or you know, anything too crazy happening um, as far as match quality on this night. So the first match we have Yano uh, versus Davy Boy Smith Jr. Um, this is a rematch from the first round of last year's New Japan Cup and um, Toriyano always seems to have Davey Boy's number. He pinned him um, in a multi-man tag and pinned him last year in the New Japan Cup and um, That was kind of the story of the match could Davey Boy Smith, you know, finally, you know, get this monkey off his back and beat Yano this was a real short match, 5 minutes and 40 seconds. Um, Thank God. <laughs> with uh, Smith kind of outpowering Yano in the beginning. But eventually, um, all those muscles were up were no good for Dave Boy Smith Jr. And Yano was able to roll up uh, Dave Boy Smith Jr. and get the pin. And um, Yano advances to the next round.
1: You would think that a descendant of Stu Hart would be able to stretch this man Yano. But apparently not so.
0: It's too hard to teach. There was no, you know, lesson in the dungeon to handle, you know, the antics of a guy like Yano.
1: This man Yano keeps beating Suzuki, so of course he's gonna beat Davy Boy Smith Jr.
0: Yeah. Uh, then next we had uh, Minoru Suzuki versus Satoshi Kojima. Um, this was a good, hard-hitting back-and-forth matchup here. Um, it wasn't as good as Ishii and Nagata, but I still think this was a very good match. I'm like three and a half on this thing. Um, Kojima looked really good in this matchup here But um, Suzuki was just too much For him and
1: if Kojima would have Won he would have got Kojima gun back
0: Yeah (laughs) Yeah. possibly Uh, But yeah a lot of history between both these guys With um, Suzuki stealing um, Kojima's army From him and uh, Yeah they they told a a story Throughout the multi-man tag matches that um, Suzuki could Absorb whatever Kojima could dish out There were several points in the match in the all the multi-man matches where Kojima would be hitting the machine gun chops And Suzuki would be absorbing it And dunkhouse House would be like, look at him Kevin He's getting aroused, he's getting <laughs> turned on by this And uh, the first night, uh, night one Kojima actually busted open Suzuki's chest From giving him three sets of machine gun chops And that was kind of the reoccurring theme throughout the multi-man matches And in this match here, um, there were several of the machine gun chops With Suzuki just Um, absorbing it, Um, but yeah, you know, Kojima fought his hardest, but in the end, um, Suzuki got him in the sleeper, and hit the gotch pile driver, and got Kojima out of there, and uh, Suzuki advances, did you cry? No, I mean, at the end of the day, I I knew that Kojima was not going to pull it out here, I mean, I would have popped huge if he did, but um, Suzuki is one of the top players in New Japan right now, and um, it made more sense to go with Suzuki than it did Kojima at this point. Um, then we move on to Sonata versus uh, Hiroki. Oh, actually, I skipped the match. Yeah, I I,
1: I, sk- I thought you had the order bet like correct, but I guess so. Colt, we uh, saw the match between uh, Ring of Honor's own Colt Cabana taking on. The Unchained Gorilla Togi Makabe
0: Yeah this was a very interesting Match you know Colt's uh, second tour in New Japan you know, The first tour was Honor Rising But the crowd was Really into Colt Cabana um, Cheering <laughs> Cabana over Makabe and you know Makabe is like A Japanese legend or excuse me Japanese celebrity in Japan The crowd
1: fuck that Colt Cabana is the former NWA World's Heavyweight <laughs> Champion <laughs>
0: Uh, but the crowd you know Usually they love Makabe and they're behind Makabe You know he's a big celebrity in Japan He's on a lot of like uh, TV shows And movies and stuff like that But the crowd was really big into Cabana And behind him And um, Cabana pulls out the surprise win uh, seven and thirty-five seconds With the Superman pin And what's the Superman pin? It's the move where like the guy They're kind of laying with their legs up And then Colt jumps He does like a Superman dive And rolls them into a cradle kind of thing He did it in, during the Honor Rising tour mm, and, I don't remember and it's, it's actually it's one of his signature
1: moves He did it in Ring of Honor all the time um, Is it the pin that Edge did to uh, Beulah McGillicuddy um, The porn star pin
0: They kind of end kind of similarly, but he does like the whole dive thing that rolls into it. Gotcha. Um, But yeah, Cabana gets the surprise upset win here.
1: I am surprised
0: by that. Like legit. We're getting Cabana and Yano in the second round.
1: Wow. How many how many matches have you gotten wrong? Just one.
0: Yeah, the only match I got wrong was Toa Hanare and Lance Archer.
1: Got the vision this year.
0: Yeah, man, I'm loving it.
1: (laughs) You're stupid. So, in the main event of night four, we've got the uh, final match of uh, round one. Uh, Sonata taking on Hiroki Goto. Yeah, and uh, this match was fine. Um,
0: to me, it kind of underdelivered. delivered. Um, this is the main event of this show. You have Goto and Sonata. They're two, you know, pretty big stars and are capable of having great matches. And. I mean, I gave this like three and a half, but I was expecting this match to at least hit four stars or go a little bit higher. I I don't know if it's just a thing of Sonata and Goto just not having great chemistry together or these guys realizing like this was a smaller house of the the tour and just weren't trying to go all out here. But um, yeah, I was just expecting more from these guys. Um, And it came down towards the end. Um, where Goto hits an Ushigoroshi, um, starts kicks, throws kicks at Sonata. Um, Sonata counters a GTR and hits um, a suplex. Um, then a headbutt by Goto, and they work into a series of counters until Sonata gets the skull end. He drops down, uh, releases, and then goes for the Mudo Moonsault and gets the win. And Sonata. Advances um, into The second round The only LIJ member to survive The first round
1: So as of this recording The second round matches We have in front of us are Minoru Suzuki taking on Sonata Toru Yano versus Colt Cabana Kota Ibushi versus Zack Sabre Jr Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Ryosuke Taguchi Kazushika Okada taking on Mikey Nichols Will Ospreay and Lance Archer Tomohiro Ishii versus Taichi and Chase Owens versus Yoshihashi.
0: Yeah, and before we give our predictions for that, real quick, we had a question from Reddit user that was five stars. He says the Shota Umino two point nine 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 pin got me to pop hard. It's my favorite match of the cup so far. If you could only pick one, which match has been your favorite so far?
1: Um, Abushi and Naito easily.
0: Yeah, that was my favorite as well. Um
1: it's a match of the year candidate right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, that thing was uh incredible. Um so yeah, now let's um give our predictions here for the uh second round. Um so going with uh Minoru, Suzuki and Sonata, who who you got there?
1: The winner of that is gonna take on Toriyano and Colt Cabana. Yeah. Um Yeah, I'm gonna go with Sonata.
0: Ooh Going to go with the Cole skull
1: Yeah he made it pretty far In this tournament last year Suzuki is a guy that um, Obviously can beat Sonata He beat Sonata just last month And I think that's part of the reason why I see Sonata Picking up the win here Kind of avenging his loss You know we love that 50-50 booking here in New Japan (laughs) But um, in all seriousness He went pretty far in the tournament last year And I think that it Stands to reason it makes a lot of sense To see him kind of uh, move on from this point, so yeah. I'm gonna go with Sonata.
0: I'm going with uh Minoru Suzuki here.
1: Uh oh, that's where you you fucked up your brackets.
0: Uh, we'll see. And the, but the reason why I'm going with Suzuki is based off of the the potential matchup. So uh, Colt and Torriano, I have Torriano going over to set up the Toriano Suzuki rematch.
1: Yeah, but if Sonata wins and Torriano wins, we get the rematch between him and Sonata. From this past year's G1, the best Toriyano match of the entire G one. That, that
0: is true. I didn't think about that. Oh. I, was, uh, I was thinking more about Suzuki and Yano. Um so yeah, so are you are you going with Yano over Cabana?
1: Of course. I don't think Cole Cabana should even beat uh <laughs> Bay, I don't know what's happening right now. Oh uh,
0: man. Man's over though. Is he? Dude, the crowd was chanting cabana though. See,
1: I didn't watch today's show. They should have just put cheeseburger in there. <laughs> He's over too.
0: Uh, But I I like Cabana more than Cheeseburger.
1: Do you think Cheeseburger should get a junior title shot?
0: No. (laughs) (laughs) He's over, bro. Oh, man. They're not not giving Cabana a a single title shot. Just throw him in this tournament here.
1: He could show up after a match and just point to the title and say, I want a challenge, and then get a title (laughs) shot. That's how it
0: works here. Um, Then we have uh, Sabre and Kota Ibushi. Who are you going with here?
1: Oh, my God. This match is going to be awesome. Um, it could go either way, but I gotta tell you, I'm going with the curveball here because I think most people think Abushi is moving on. I got Zach Saber Jr. winning.
0: Ooh, that is very interesting. Um, I, I ha- think it's gonna be a bracket buster. It, it could be. Um, there is a bracket I saw that has Saber going into the finals.
1: He, uh, I think he might go to the finals. He, he
0: could, being last year's champion. But uh, on my bracket, I have Kota Abushi. Beating um, Zack Sabre. And then uh, Ibushi would then face the winner. If Ibushi wins, he would face the winner of Tanahashi and Riske Taguchi. And I got Tanahashi winning that to set up Tanahashi
1: versus Ibushi. Here's the thing. I think Tanahashi and Ibushi being a G1 final last year, it's a big match. It's it's always a big match. I think with Tanahashi and Zach Saber being the New Japan Cup finals last year, it makes a lot of sense to kind of redo that match once again. So that's why I've got Zach moving on to face Tanahashi in the second round. So for 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 my projections, I see Sonata and Yano. And Saber and Tanahashi, two two rematches with a lot of history behind them. Yeah.
0: Then we move over to the left side of the bracket, and we have um, Will Osprey taking on Lance Archer. There's
1: no reason Will Osprey should lose here, so Will Ospreys moving on.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's absolutely no excuse for um, Osprey to um, do the job for Archer. Um, then we have uh, Mikey Nichols. Uh, taking on Kazuchika Okada, Battle of Chaos members.
1: Again, no reason that Mikey Nichols should win here, so Okada's gonna win. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, which will
0: set up Okada versus Osprey. Crazy. That, which will be amazing. Um, then we have. This is where it gets tricky. The crown jewel, Chase
1: Owens, taking on Yoshihashi. So the winner of this match is gonna take on the winner of Ishii and Taichi. Yep. I have no idea, bro.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm I went with Yoshihashi over Chase Owens uh, just because Yoshihashi is a guy that they they like to try and push at times and uh, it would just that then if Yoshihashi beats Chase that also gives him a claim for the U.S. title because if
1: Chase wins in the second match he's going deep in this tournament
0: <laughs> which he he could if they're really behind him um, and then I I have Ishii. Beating tai Chi to set up um, Ishii versus Yoshihashi.
1: Yeah. So you've got Ishii and Yoshihashi. Yeah. So you got Ishii going up against Okada in the in the semifinals. Yep. <sighs> My God. <laughs> um. This is a tough one because it's like I don't want to see tai Chi wrestle anyone outside of Ishii, but. I mean do I see Yoshihashi and Ishii? That's a lot of like chaos on chaos violence in this tournament. Yeah. Osprey and, and Nichols, Ishii and Yoshihashi. Um I'm just gonna say I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be Yoshihashi and Taichi Mm. Could be. I really don't know. Like I'm kind of just guessing at this point. Yeah. Like I would love to see Ishii move on And wrestle Okada again Because lord knows that G1 match that they had a few years ago Is just freaking incredible, five stars But Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if they do That during this tournament, it just seems like A lot to give away, like right after they I mean, if Okada Goes from Elgin To Osprey to Ishii Like, and then whoever He ends up wrestling in the final Whether it's Ibushi, Sabre, or Uh Tanahashi like what a freaking murderers Bro yeah um,
0: And you know there's got to be some upset in this round We did have a question here from Senior Sombrero 3k um, Saying what is our prediction For upset of round 2 um, So I think you You're going with Saber as kind of Your, your big upset in round 2 I,
1: I, I think Saber is going To I don't even think it's that much of an upset I think that My projection for the finals right now I see Zack Sabre and Okada Being the Mm -hmm. finals Sabre being the Champion of last year's tournament He got defeated by uh, Okada in his title challenge At Sakura Genesis last year Okada trying to rebuild himself Taking on the former champion From last year's tournament A guy that he bested but had a lot of trouble with I think it's an easy to tell story I think it's like Am, am, am I like far out here? I no, think, I, I no I think this makes that's, a lot of sense That's a
0: very reasonable scenario And I could see Sabre going to the finals
1: I think that that's the safest big match you can give away As opposed to every I know a lot of people think that they're giving away Okada and Ibushi And I'm like you, Right now? At this point? I don't know man That's like a big match to yeah. be given away They could do Tanahashi again But I don't think they are I think the, the most I mean Sonata Sonata is a very Is another one that I'm like They could do Sonata Because last year him and Sonata had a great title match But I think Zack Sabre makes the most sense Yeah
0: Yeah I'm one of the guys that has Okada Ibushi So I guess we'll just have to See what happens here As the tournament moves
1: on So that's going to wrap up our New Japan Cup coverage You know what And you might not be far off base if you think about it a lot of times the runner ups in these tournaments ends up going on and doing something big. If he is gonna get an Icy title shot after this, they could just do a Bushi and and Okada. Maybe I'm just you know wrong.
0: <laughs> I mean either way, I think either I think either
1: of those make a lot of sense. Yeah.
0: So I mean, Gato's this masterful booking on display right here opening I, I up love many it,
1: I love this thirty two man bracket. Yeah.
0: Opening up so many options, um and you just don't know which way he's going to go. Um, so that's going to wrap up our New Japan Cup coverage for this week. Now we're going to um, get into the news real quick. Um, first big news item, Jushin Thunder Liger to retire at the Tokyo Dome in January. Um, there was a press conference um, that li- It's a work. <laughs> Um, Liger, age 54, um, says he hopes to wrestle all around the world Until the next Tokyo Dome card in January Where he will retire Um, Right now, the reason why he's not on the New Japan Cup Tour Is because he's in Ireland um, And he hopes that he could wrestle at the G1 Supercard event In Madison Square Garden Um, So yeah, man
1: Liger, hanging it up Man it's weird like Do we want to do a whole retrospective On Juice and Thunder Liger like we could fill up a whole Show doing that we We could fill up a whole Series of shows doing that we did have
0: a question From Reddit user Eater of Bread he says Have you guys ever considered devoting A week with no shows to Review one big topic I'd love a deep dive retrospective On Liger's career
1: Maybe We have to do something like that I don't Know man like when I think of Liger, I think of his many like incredible battles. I think about like Naoki Sano, El Samurai, you know, uh, Great Sasuke, uh, the matches he had with Muda, the matches he had with Hashimoto, the matches he had, you know, all throughout the years. Like literally, this guy's been having. He's probably had at least a four-star match every year since like '88.
0: Yeah, this guy's incredible. Or higher.
1: Um, You know uh, Obviously the Pillman matches The matches he had in WCW Um, I don't even know if I'd be watching Like per Rezu if Jushin Thunderlager Hadn't come to WCW Like I, I literally remember him being this Mysterious thing that like what is that
0: <laughs> Yeah like, who is that guy What is he yeah
1: I, I like kind of forgot about him And like it was like this aberration of my memory Like What was that? Was that a real thing? There was a guy one time, right? This Japanese (laughs) he had weird hair and like horns. And like, what the freak was that? Um, Jushin Thunder Liger is quite simply the greatest junior that has ever wrestled, um, bar none, you know, out of any style. Joe, you know, whether it's Puro, whether it's, you know, Lucha, you know, whether it's the early 2000s in the US indie scene, like. Jushin is the greatest junior that ever lived um, You know I love I love Liger's work uh, Even going back to like his time In like the World of Sport days on excursion When he was um, Kichi Yamada You know Like He's great man Juice and Thunder Liger is great um,
0: He yeah. has
1: so many just incredible and matches At
0: 54 years old still competing At a high level And we saw what he could do with um, Ishimori at the anniversary show and he just goes out there and this man can still go and it's uh, sad that he's going to be retiring. So take this next year to catch Liger if you can. He's going to be at the WrestleCon Super Show. Um, He's probably going to be on the G1 Supercard show and he's going to be doing a big world tour um, all over the place. So if you get a chance to see Liger like
1: yeah, we go out of your way to see him. We got to see him wrestle at the uh, CEO show, and I I thought about this earlier this week when I heard the news, and I thought, is that the only time I've ever seen him live? Did we see him live last WrestleMania weekend? I don't think we did.
0: I was trying to remember if we did, but I don't because was he was he on the WrestleCon Super Show last year? No,
1: I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think. And so I think like us getting to see him this past weekend is probably gonna be the last time we ever see him wrestle live. Yeah. For whatever reason, this does not have Terry Funk vibes to me. This feels like this is actually going to be, like, it for him. Um, Yeah, and he's retiring at the Tokyo Dome. And, I mean, man, I I love Liger matches. Like, I love, like, his stuff with Chris Benoit. Like, I just start thinking about all the great guys he's had, like, matches with. Jericho, like, all these different people. Yeah, Mysterio. Yeah. Well, the Mysterio match is not that good, but still... (laughs) Um, Shinjiro Tani and you know everybody, man. Like
0: Tyler Breeze, <laughs> Tyler
1: Breeze. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, Liger's the greatest, and um,
0: but I, I do think we should do some kind of a retrospective special episode on Liger, looking back at his career. I don't know when it will. Be. It probably, honestly, it probably wouldn't be until after G one because the schedule is stacked. Um, after New Japan, the schedule <laughs> after New Japan Cup we're diving into MSG and then after that there's uh, have you ever
1: seen the Naoki Sano match no well there's like four of them but like the one from the the one that won observer match of the year no I haven't seen oh my God. honestly I haven't
0: seen many new Japan matches with like
1: it's a he's a bloody mess and he gets his mask ripped off and they they start calling him Kichi Yamada on the commentary <laughs> the whole time like it's epic yeah. Sano, he actually mentioned Sano um, during the uh, his retirement like announcement. Like, yeah, Naoki Sano a freaking badass. Like, nobody ever like talks about this dude, but like, he's a shoot legend. Yeah, bro, Lager's incredible. Like, Lager's like, you think about like a guy who has wrestled every style, every everywhere in the U.S. Like, or or, or no, I'm sorry, across the world. Like. This is a dude that can go to Mexico and have incredible matches. He can go to Europe and wrestle the technical style. He can wrestle strong style. He can wrestle King's Road. He can wrestle the U.S. indie style. Just the general, like, classic NWA epic style. Dude, he'll freaking pull his mask off and, like, reveal that he's freaking Keishan Liger and stab you in the head with spikes. Like, he can do ev—like, he can walk and brawl. He can plunder he can high fly, like he can, you know, roll you up. Like, Jushin Liger is mo- one of the most versatile wrestlers that's ever lived. Like, I I don't want him to retire. He's ageless to me, he's never gonna die. He's Jushin Thunder Liger. I don't want him to stop.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm mean, it's gonna be sad on the Tokyo Dome when he finally goes out, but uh, like I was saying, I-, I definitely would like to do a retrospective episode on him and. Um, looking at the schedule, it probably won't be until probably right after the G one finals. Uh but yeah, we're definitely planning I would love to do an episode like that. How do
1: how do you talk about a dude who's had thirty years of like incredible matches though?
0: I don't know. But you know, I would like to maybe we can get Chris Charlton on to <sighs> to do that retrospective with
1: us. Oh my god, yeah, that'd be freaking nuts. Um
0: so, moving on the news We kind of already talked about the IWGP title match Being official for MSG uh, Ishimori defending against Bandito And Dragon Lee um, The talent has been announced For the ROH NJPW Festival Meet and Greet
1: Which one? The one that Ring of Honor is doing Or the one that New Japan is doing?
0: Um, well, this is coming from Ring of Honor uh, uh, the, gotcha. the Festival of Honor So, the talent that you can Meet and greet are from Ring of Honor there, you can meet Bandito, Brody King, Bully Ray, Dalton Castle with the Boys, Flip Gordon, Jay Lethal, Jeff Cobb, Kelly Klein, Manny Leone, Mark Haskins, Marius Girl, Mayu Iwatani, PCO, Roosh, The Briscoes, The Kingdom, and Tracy Williams. From New Japan, you can meet Bushi, Evil, Hiroki Goto, Juice Robinson, Jusin, Thunder, Liger, Kazuchika Okada, Kota Ibushi, Sanada, Shingo Takagi, Tetsuya Naito, Will Ospreay, and Zack Sabre Jr. So if you head over to ROHwrestling.com, they have the full details of times and prices um, for the meet and greet for the G1 Supercard Festival of Honor. Uh, Also, the G1 Climax 29 schedule um, has been announced. So as we already knew, July 6th um, kicks off the G1 at the American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas. Uh, July 13th and 14th, they'll be at the Oda City General Gymnasium in Tokyo. July 15th uh, will be in Hokkaido. July 18th, 19th, and 20th will be in Corken Hall. July 24th, they'll be at the Hiroshima Sun Plaza Hall. Uh, July 27th and 28th, they'll be in Ai Aichi. In July 30th, they'll be in uh, Kagawa. August 1st, they'll be in the Fukuoka uh, Citizen Gymnasium. August 3rd and 4th, they'll be in Osaka. August 7th, they'll be in uh, Shizuku. And August 8th, they'll be in uh, Kanagawa. And then August 10th, 11th, and 12th, they'll be in Budokin Hall in Tokyo. Uh, so big lineup there for the G1 uh, Climax 29 Um, Like we mentioned earlier, um, El Phantasmo will be coming soon to New Japan and joining the Bullet Club. Um, Also, this past week, NJPW announced ticket information for the Royal Quest. And they've announced that tickets will go on sale to the general public at 12 p.m. GMT time on Thursday, March 14th. Um, They're also doing a pre-sale for those who have signed up to a mailing list. The pre-sale tickets will be available to purchase on Tuesday, March 12th at 12 p.m. And like we've already mentioned on this show, Tanahashi, Okada, and Naito are confirmed for the Royal Quest.
1: Royal Quest sounds like a cruise line. It kind of does. <laughs> <laughs> like, come now, five days in the Caribbean on the beautiful Royal Quest.
0: Yeah. Uh, but actually, that's on the cruise, but I do, I do think it's kind of a cool name for this show.
1: I was bearing it.
0: I know you were. <laughs> um, then on NJPW1972.com, there is an interview with Kota Ibushi where he shares all his, up
1: in his feels.
0: Yeah, shares his real feelings about Kenny being an outsider and his injury. So go ahead and check that. Um, call him out at NJPW1972.com. Um, then, like we mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, King Kong Bundy um, passed away uh, this past week. Um, and King Kong Bundy um, Has had He had some time in New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, He made his debut in the 1970s um, He was known in Japan As the Great Whale Due to his um, size And of course he became a huge star In the US wrestling scene um, So our thoughts And prayers with the family of King Kong Bundy It's
1: been awful man Like King Kong Bundy passed away the destroyer Dick Byers just passed away Luke Perry from 90210 just passed away yeah father of um, jungle boy which that bro i in a in a weird way that hit me harder than any of the other deaths because i love 90210 i would bro and also i watched riverdale yeah
0: you see the dad on riverdale i
1: was sad i'm sad and then um Yeah, Wally Wally Yamaguchi Yeah,
0: that was the last thing I had here Wally uh, Yamaguchi, you might remember him As the manager for Kai and Ty In WWE Um, Yeah, He was 60, suffered a serious Stroke in 2017 And was struggling ever since then And um, has passed away So thoughts And our prayers for all the families Of all these men who have passed away Recently in the Wrestling community Um you have any, anything else young boy Before we head out of here
1: God bless America
0: Alright well on that <laughs> note We'll be back next week With um, coverage on Round 2 of the New Japan Cup And uh, yeah we're looking forward to seeing What round 2 brings us
1: Bro we're living in a world where in the midst of this Tournament we could possibly get Okada And Ishii We could possibly get Okada and Osprey Which we probably are getting we might be getting Tanahashi and Ibushi, Tanahashi and Zack Sabre Jr., and any combination of those six guys Yeah, with the... one another in the finals. Yeah. And Sonata's in the midst, and Suzuki's a dark horse in the midst. Like, this tournament's freaking Nuts!
0: Yeah, dude, this is gonna go down as one of the best New Japan Cups ever, and I'm, I'm loving it.
1: I can't wait for Chase to win this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: oh! Now, now you want Chase to win it all? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, he beat he beat Juice. He's passed the big like the big test. Now all he has to do is beat like Yoshihashi, Yoshihashi, and then Okada, and then you know Tanahashi, and then Ascendant, and then beat you know J Jay, Jay White. He can do it. Chase Jay, is on the case.
0: Jay White versus Chase Owens, <laughs> huh?
1: <laughs> he's on the case, bro.
0: Yeah. He, yeah, he's, he's trying. Uh, so, yeah. Next week, we'll be back with our reviews of round two. Make sure you connect with us on social media. On Twitter, I'm at Jeremy L. Donovan. Our show is at K.I. Strong Style. You can also follow us at Social Suplex. On Facebook, we are Facebook.com slash Social Suplex on Reddit, uh, I am the Pro Black Guy, Josh is Keeping It Strong Style, you can email me jeremy at socialsuplets.com, check out all the other shows on the Social Suplex Podcast Network, um, if you're a big fan of the sound of my voice, especially check out the past week of episodes, because last night I was on One Nation Radio, um, I was on the Ricky and Clive Invitational with Josh, I was also on the debut episode of NXT, then Now and Forever with James. So, a lot of Jeremy on the Social Suplex Podcast Network on the last week.
1: Bro, I can't wait to check those out. You know I'm a big fan of your voice. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so, yeah. So, our schedule on Sundays, One Nation Radio. And like I mentioned, uh, Rich and I, we did a review of Fast Fastlane. Uh, Mondays until the end of April, we'll have the Omega Luke Podcast. On Wednesdays, we have the Rookie and Clive Wrestling Show from Scotland. On Thursdays, we have our podcast dedicated to independent wrestling, Grown Men Watch This Shit, hosted by Jeremy Tate and Chris Bryan. On Fridays, we have NXT, Then, Now, and Forever, hosted by James Boyd. And on Saturday, we have All Things Elite, hosted by Floyd Johnson Jr. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating, and review. Also, don't forget to check out our Pro Wrestling Tees store, prowrestlingteescom slash suplex. And also, please spread the word about Suplex Mania April 7th at the Original Hooters across from Madison Square Garden. So we will catch you next week on Keeping It Strong Style, the ace of podcasts.
1: And until next time, goodbye, Good night. bang. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Keeping It Strong Style.
0: We'll see you next time.